Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options podcast with your ever-faithful host, Joel McDonald. That is me, and as always, my very, very, very good friend, Kyron Morrison. How are you, good sir? I am feeling quite content. Quite content? Yes. I love it. Yes, we're we're on the sort of the cusp of uh, the 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 season that keeps on giving, unfortunately, but. Um, you can. You can which, I, I started sitting down with my calendar like last night, going, "All right, let's start marking out some of these games that I want to yeah, play." It's not yeah. good. I mean, it's great if you like playing mm. games. It's just not good if you like to actually ever be at an end of the games you want to play. Yeah, or do anything else except for play. Yeah, video exactly. Games. Thankfully, yep. most of the ones coming up are indies, so they should be pretty short. Hopefully, yeah, right. exactly. Nice short experience. <laughs> right. I I just picked up a new mobile game today, which I'll I'll talk about next week because I haven't played enough of it. Oh yeah, to, um... I picked up a, another game tonight as well, Sundered, which I haven't played yet. So ah yes, I picked up Galaxy of Pen and Paper, which is oh, a sequel God. to it. One of the only mobile games I ever finished. Um, uh, the, the game that's a sequel to was one of the few mobile games I ever played. <laughs> Yep, yeah, it's fu- fucking awesome. Knights of Pen and Paper is if you've never played Knights of Pen and Paper, the first it's, one. A, it's a the first one. Yeah, not the second one. The second one's not great. Um, first one's the, fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's it's like a, it's a D and D role playing game that you actually are in a room, and, and your characters are actual people, and then you're sort of playing this D and D campaign through their eyes. It's 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 hard sort of to explain, I guess, without sort of seeing it. But yeah, go and check it out on the App Store. I'm pretty sure it's on Steam now as well. I think is, it is. It's the it's the plus one edition, um, which I thought was really cute as well. Um, it's full of like pop culture references and 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 it's really funny. It's really well written. Um, the gameplay hook is really good. It's really great for mobile as well. It's also pretty um, simple and not too complex as well, which makes it a lot easier no, to sort of get into. No, it's really straightforward. Um, but yeah, the sequel just came out today. Uh, called Galaxy of Pen and Paper, so it's it's a sci-fi um, Sci- role-playing sci-fi. game this time. Yeah, it's pretty cool so I, far. I mean, like, I've got nothing against sci-fi. I just yeah, I just like fantasy. Yeah. You, you just you just hate sci-fi, Karen. It's fine. You hate fantasy. <laughs> I'm turning the tables, man. I, I um, but yeah, I'll talk. About, I'm fine with it because I know yep, that you hate no, fantasy, and that's more offensive. It's fine. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, totally fine. Um, we'll. I'll probably report. Oh, I definitely will report back on that next week um, with some more impressions of that one. But shall we talk about what we've been playing this week? Uh, sure thing, Joel. Uh, how, how do we want to dice this up? Because there's a, um, there's a lot of doubling up here. Yeah, well, I I, I figure I, there's like there's one game that I played that you haven't All pretty right. much. Maybe you should lead him with so that. So I'll start off with that. Um, so as if you heard last week's episode. Um, you would have heard me at the end say that I was very excited to to finish the episode so I could go and buy and download Dream Daddy, uh, a dad dating simulator on Steam. Uh, I did that, and I've played a little bit of it, not as much as I wanted to um, because of the other games that I've played this week. Um, <clears throat> but my initial impressions of it are it's very good. It's a, it's a visual novel. Like, it's, it's pretty much what you expect it to be. Um, so if you're not a visual novel fan, you're probably not going to enjoy it. Well, I mean, um, I, I don't know, honestly. I mean, it, it is a visual that's novel, true, actually. but like, if the writing is as good as it seems like it is from the stuff I've seen, yeah, I reckon like there's a there's a way for you to find fun in this game if you don't like visual novels. Yeah, it could be a good entry point, like a, a gateway drug to the visual novel um, uh, genre. But 
it's it's got some really cool stuff in there as well, um, which I'll get to in a minute. But basically, the the the, the premise of Dad Dream Daddy is that you're a single dad uh, with a daughter whose name is Amanda, um, and you're moving house to a new part of town that's pretty much just inhabited by single dads, um, and you've just got to try and date them and just have a good old time. And I think that's the 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 biggest thing I could take away from this so far is the fact that it's it's just a jolly game. Like, it's really lovely. Um, it's kind of all about companionship and stuff like that. And it's all about um, uh, the, the way that it deals with, like, you know, it's not focusing on it. It's like, oh, but you're a dad. Why are you, oh, you going to date another dad? <laughs> it's really just like, yeah, cool. It just glosses over it. And even in some of the, the choices you've got when you're starting out, um, when you're having a conversation with Amanda, um, you pick about, like, your backstory, essentially. It's like, you know, how your wife... Uh, died, how Amanda was born, um, it was like whether she died or whether it was, a, a, yeah, whether she died or whether he died, um, whether or not um, you adopted Amanda or whether she was born naturally. Um, and so you can pick all these things. I was like, oh, okay. So they're being really inclusive with everything and not in like a really on your, on the nose way. It's just like a, yeah, it's here. Like this is, this is the game. And you just sort of go, oh, cool. And move on. Like it's, it's just part of the game. Which is really, really, I guess, rare in these this day and age. Uh, it's getting better. Um, we've spoken about it before, but um, yeah, I really like it. You you build your own your own character as well, which is a, a little bit different for some visual novels. You're usually playing a character, and that's that's it. Um, but this one, you get to create your dad sona. Um, oh god, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they refer to it in the game as a dad sona. Um, it just says when you go to the, the custom creator area, it just goes build that dad, and you're like, all right, cool. Um, but I'm pretty sure Vernon Shaw, the, one of the creators of the game, refers to it as building your dad sona, and I was like, that's great. I'm gonna use that. And um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, if you're a fan of the Game Grumps, uh, this game's is their first game published by them. Um, what a what a so what a weird thing, by the way, an amazing. Thing. I know, right? It's such a weird thing. I know. Aaron Aaron Hansen from from Gangrams actually had a really good tweet about that. He's like, "Holy shit! Like, I, it's the, the amount of love that we're receiving over over Dream Daddy is is amazing." I, I guess we're a game publisher now. We're a game publishing house now. It's like, yeah, I I guess you are um, crazy. And it's it's so cool to sort of think like when you would think what would be the first game that that the Gangrams would make you probably go like some sort of like retro throwback platformer i don't know this, this sort of feels like, like again because of their specific sort of sense of humor this feels like the best sort of avenue for them to go down first up absolutely yeah and, and like, i think yeah the more you think about it like my first thought would have been like oh some sort of like action platformer thing but um yeah the more that i've had time with the game i'm like ah yes this is definitely a game grumps a game grumps production um who recently turned and, five by the way yeah, yeah, congratulations to them. I mean, the Grumps are always good. Yeah. And have, like, the most, like, FOMO, like, envy-inducing office I've the, ever seen in my life. That's the Office of Dreams. Uh, if oh, you want to see the really office, is. if you go to their YouTube channel, they put up, like, an office tour video, and that office yep. is just incredible. I love it. I've never been so, like, more jealous of an office in my entire life than I have of watching that video. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's... Uh, 
so in the like I was saying, it's made by the game Grumps. It's um when you're creating your character, there is a whole bunch of different clothing options for your 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 character. Uh, two of them, uh, one of which is uh, Aaron's clothes, which is a pink shirt with uh, Bergy, which if you're a game Grumps fan, you'll know who Bergy is. Oh, it Bergie. is a anthropomorphic uh, burger um, that has done some pretty crazy shit in the past. It's got, um, it's got an attitude problem as well. It's got an attitude problem and also an occult problem. After that Halloween video, oh, um, God. yeah, that was the stuff of nightmares. Uh, and uh, and then there's also uh, Danny's clothes. So so uh, Danny Sexbang um, from uh, the Gang Grumps and Ninja Sex Party. Uh, his clothes are there, which are just his Ninja Sex Party outfit. Oh really? Like it's, a, his, oh, a, it's his blue yeah, outfit. The blue jumpsuit with the the red star. That's amazing. On yeah. it. <laughs> and like a fur coat, basically. Oh, like yeah, I was like, that's awesome. That's so cool. Uh, and they're, they're literally just called uh, uh, Aaron's clothes and Danny's clothes, and you're like, I get it, yep, cool. Um, but yeah, and so you get let loose on the world and have fun, like getting to know these dads. Um, so there's like the uh, the youth counselor dad, um, which uh, I can't remember their names. Um, then there's uh, I guess bad dad, like. Gritty dad, I guess. He's like an alcoholic. I haven't got to know him. Okay, so here's the thing. I have got to know him very well, but not personality-wise, because I've already slept with him. Um, so that happened. Uh, very, very spur of the moment. Um, this this, is, like, a, this of, is a judgment-free zone, Joel. Don't worry. Oh, judgment-free yeah, zone. It just sort of happened, and then like yeah, the op- like the opportunity arose. It's like, are we doing this? And I was like, yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> fine let's do this um and then there's like a like a professor at the local school there's uh your like friend from college who's now got like three kids he's divorced with like three kids so like twins and a and a um and a, like a newborn basically and then uh who else is there oh there's cool dad um which is matt and he's my favorite so far i think because he's like really like music nerdy um, he's like into like really cool like indie pop bands, indie rock bands and stuff. And he runs a coffee shop called Coffee Spoon. So you're um, into yourself then? Pretty much, yeah. That's fine. It's it it's very vain of me. Um, but yeah, there's a like like there's a part where you go to the coffee shop to get a coffee, and um, he's like, "Oh, what would you like?" And you're like, "He says I look at the board and I I, I get confused by some of the names on there." And it's like, "Well, so what do you have?" And it's the three options that it gives you is uh, "Godspeed you black coffee." Um, which is a reference to a, a band. Like, it's Godspeed You something. Um, it's like an indie rock band. And then there's uh, Iced Tegan and Sarah, um, which I thought was great. And then there was one more as well that I can't remember. But um, And so I went with the Iced Tegan and Sarah because it was pretty funny. And then there's a uh, after that, he brings over some banana bread. He's like, I'm trying some new banana bread. If you want to try it out. And then he asks you to help name it. And he gives you three options again. And one of them's like, uh, the grateful, the grateful, parentheses banana bread. Uh, then there's another one, and then there's uh, the banana bread Kennedys. And I was like, oh, of course I'm going with the banana bread Kennedys because it's a uh, dead Kennedys reference. So, um, so I thought that was really fun. It's it's just a it's a feel good game. Like there's it's not like it's not perverted. Like I guess the visual novel. Um, Again. Genres. You got to be careful. Some of them are. Yeah, exactly. If you're referring like, to the more the, to the dating simulator ones, yes. But like, 
there are some incredible visual novels out there, and I still stand by the fact that everyone should play 999, Virtue's Last Reward, right. and, yeah. you know, Zero Time Dilemma. Like, those three visual novels are the are my favourite visual novels. They just are. Right, yeah. It's interesting with those, though. They've got some sort of, like, game hook in them as well. Yeah, but um, the, the puzzle mechanics. But, like, that's just, like, this has the, the dating mechanics, I assume. Like, yeah, exactly. Dialogue options. Great name for a podcast. Uh so You're welcome. Stealing that joke, stealing that joke off uh, OK Games. Oh, um, did, what do they use it for? But no, I mean, they all, they, every time they say dialogue options, oh. they they're, now their 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 instant reaction is a great name for a podcast, and they move on. Oh, great! We've got um, we've got to we've got to find a way to for that when we talk about an OK game next. Then yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll just do the same thing. We'll just like, reveal it's an OK games. Uh, but yeah, there is some sort of minor gameplay parts in this. I've heard about one that happens later on where you go fishing with one of the dads and your your dad doesn't know how to fish. So you play like a Bejeweled-esque game to try and catch fish. But all the fish are the same because you don't know what fishing is. <laughs> um, I was hearing Vernon talk about it on the, the Game Over Greedy show. They had him on there and they are talking about the game. Uh, and another one which I've actually encountered... Uh, is when you first meet um, this other dad who's like a, I guess he's like, I can't remember, like, just like dad next door dad, I guess. He's pretty average. He's very, he's like rotund. He's got like a red bushy beard. Um, his daughter's really smart. And so when you meet him in the park, he has like a really cute dog and he's like, oh, my daughter Daisy, she's 10 and she's reading all like these really smart books and stuff. And then it goes, oh no, uh, uh, this dad, this dad started like bragging about his daughter. I have to brag about mine, and it starts a Pokemon esque battle where you have to try and out brag um, this other dad and his daughter. And it's literally like Pokemon, and they've like made like their version of the Pokemon theme song that like the battle theme. I think I've seen it goes all like that. Yeah, it goes all like pixelated. It's so good. I was like, this is really funny. And it actually had a, I can't remember the joke, but there was a. A, mo- a line of dialogue in there that actually made me laugh out loud. And I was like, that's really funny. I think it was like, um, swap. And you go, swap. And he goes, you can't swap. You only have one daughter. Amanda is your only daughter. And I went, yep, okay, fair enough. Um, that's that's a fair call. Uh, so that was really fun. It's it's just a really nice game. Um, and after all the trouble that they had getting the game out, um, it's really nice to see it being so well received by... Pretty much anyone who plays it, uh, it's been appearing up on everywhere. It's popped up on like news sites. Um, I watched an episode of At Midnight this week because um, the McElroy brothers were on it, and I fucking adore those guys. And um, they the, the first round was about uh, Dream Daddy, <laughs> and I was like, oh wow, okay, cool. So it was on like At Midnight. Um, yeah, so it's getting a lot of really good press. I think it was like the it for a period of time there, it was like the Highest selling game on Steam. Um, it was one of the numbers there. I can't remember exactly what it was, but yeah, it was it was like top seller, higher than Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, uh, which is I pretty impressive. I yeah, that, that, I mean that is pretty impressive considering that everyone is like all about Battlegrounds, like everyone. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Everyone. It's I would like to play it, but. I don't know if my nerves can handle it or my, my laptop. So I'm just bad at shooters, so I would suck at it. Mm, yeah. I think it'd be fun if we could like if we could squad up and play it. I think that's where the fun comes, is like 
not in necessarily in winning. It's it's more so in like the fun. Like the videos that I've watched, it's like people are just like, we're just having fun as a group. We're gonna try and do our best, but we're not gonna like we're not gonna fuck about. But we're we're gonna have fun doing it. And I was like, that that sounds like a, a good idea for a game. It's such a great gameplay hook, but um, but yeah, Dream Daddy's great. So that's all I've played this week, apart from the the next three things, which we have both played. Yes. I mean, so one of them we spoke about a fair bit already, so, I mean... Yeah, we just sort of touched base on that again, I guess. Um, which is near Automata. Uh, we've both had finished an ending, like a, a main ending now. Ending um, A. Ending A, yes. I think it's called Flowers for Machines. Yes. Yeah. Um... Which is very appropriate. Should we, um, like, flag for any sort of spoilers here? Because, you know... Yeah, yeah, I think so. We, we might go, like, into spoiler territory for the for the first ending of the game. Like, I'm still slightly confused about what's going on. Yeah. I have a bit more of an idea now, but... Um, that, but yeah, that last it, fight was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I really I, about that. It's, um, it's pretty impressive. Like, it's... Yeah, like a lot of fun. So yeah, from here on in, we'll, we'll have a little bit of a spoiler chat. So skip ahead um, a couple of minutes, I guess. You'll figure it out. <laughs> Hopefully we don't spoil anything for but, you. But, I mean, we apologize in advance. Before you do, play Nier Automata. It's, it's definitely a game that I recommend everyone tries. Absolutely. I think it's one of those games that a lot of people probably slept on just because it's... I don't know. Like, it looks cool if you play it. Like, you play the demo, it's it definitely is like, all right, cool, I like this game, but there is so much more to this game than is shown in any trailer and in any of those demos. Yes, um, you are correct. It, I still haven't discovered much of it yet, but it's... Um, yeah, so should we talk about that last boss fight? Uh, a little bit. Like, again, I just want to say Against, how much fun it was and how, how it was cool really it was good. to see it all come together. Yeah, it was um it was it wasn't overly difficult which, no. and I'm not saying that as a bad thing either I actually think that was really good um it was the the difficulty of of the fight was just enough that you felt like you had to actively dodge every now and then you had to actually act you know you had to have some sort of strategy going into it you weren't just like button mashing all the time um but yeah it's um oh boy some heavy stuff at the end of that 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 scene in particular after the fight, I think you'll know what I'm talking about. With uh, 9S. With 2B and 9S, yep. Yeah. It, it, that was, um, it felt like it went on forever. I know it didn't, but it just, it was like, and not, again, not in a bad way, but it was just because it's so graphic <laughs> uh, in what's happening. But I was like, okay, yep. Oh, wow. And I was just like, I don't think I blinked. I was just like glued to my TV watching that. Um, man, this game is good. It is. I, yeah. This game is so good. Uh, of the boss fights I did in my first run through, they were all pretty fun, not super hard. Like, I would say they were just challenging enough, but that's the they thing. All... I want to have fun. Yeah, exactly. It's a fun game. And, and they were fun. all, they were all varied as well. Like, like the, the one, the, the, the opera, the singing lady in the, the amusement park was kind of like a, kind of like a Dark Souls boss, I guess. Um, in, in some ways, um, I don't know. I just had that vibe to it. It was like one main enemy. She spawned in a couple of ads every now and then, but like they weren't too much of a problem. Um, but it was like you and this, this one enemy. And then there was like the giant, um, 
mech whale thing. Holy crap. <laughs> um, which was awesome. Which was, again, uh, just sort of like an old school sort of shoot 'em up, top down shoot 'em up game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, which, which was great. Uh, and then that final boss fight, which felt like a very Square Enix fight. Yes. Had, you know, the three forms, and then, you know, it was the final boss. It, it made you, like, go, this is. When I started, I was like, all right, cool, yep, this is happening. And then you get back to the resistance camp and it's all fucked up and you're oh, like, oh, shit. And the machines have gone haywire. Oh, yeah. And you're like, fuck this. And then so you go out uh, and oh. then you start the next fight. Joel, mm-hmm. the music in the when you return oh. to the abandoned factory. Oh, yeah. When machines like obsessed with, with becoming gods. Yeah. That track is great. It's so good. I didn't. It, I didn't pick it up on for, at first either. But the machines were actually saying those lines. Yep. Uh, but when, yeah. when it sunk in, I was like, "Oh, this is incredible." Yeah, the entire I sequence was, like, was fun as hell. Um, and just on the music, break quickly as well. The the credits song oh, as well was good. fucking phenomenal. This um, game is really good. I get. So here's the thing: is this kind of a music? It's sound design, I guess. But the um, every time you get a call from the operators. That's the codex sound, yeah? Oh, honestly, I hadn't been paying enough attention. It could have been. Because it sounds very similar to the codex sound. It just dawned on me yesterday when I was playing it. I went, that's the fucking codex. It's, it's very similar. I mean, it's full of references. I literally found the sword from Final Fantasy fifteen last night. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. It was in the abandoned factory, and it's the engine blade, which Noctis uses. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, yeah, this game is fucking... It's so self-aware, but not in a really obnoxious way. Um, and just it's, so, just so many interesting characters and like weird, quirky mm. robots. Like, did you do the quest for the robot in the Forest Kingdom area? Uh, the treasure hunt one. No, I did oh. the I, I did the stamps. I think. Okay, the stamps one was good. The stamp was cool. Yeah. But um, there was a really cool one for the Forest Kingdom where you had to... This guy, this little robot was just like, hey, I want you to... I hear there's a treasure in this castle. I went, Can you track it down for me? Oh, okay. And you agree to do it. And basically, it's a, it's a relatively straightforward thing. You run around the side-scroller level of the castle and find all the chests and all that. And what it leads to is just a, a, like a, a resolution where you're kind of like, oh, that's... Oh, wow. That's a bummer. <laughs> That that's that's this game. Yeah, like, you're like oh. even even like finishing that first ending. Like even though it ends on like a relatively positive note? Question mark. Um, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, you, yeah, the ending that it leaves you with is you you don't it's really like, know. It's like oh, it's so it's so bleak. <laughs> the world that they've created is. I, 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 it's, it's funny, but it's also so dark and bleak so, so and it's such a good game, but there's not much else. I, I'm looking forward to playing a little bit more over the weekend and sort of trying to strive for to, at least towards a couple more endings Yeah, well, so I can I'm, get sort of the full picture. I'm on the road to ending B now, which is your second run through. And I'm curious to see what you think, Joel, cause I don't, I, I love it still, but there's an element where I'm kind of like, Oh, I really miss being able to do this. I like that okay. I can do this other thing instead, but I miss the original thing I had as well. So I'm curious to see right. how how you feel about it. Okay. Well, 
Well, I'm sure we might re- third week in a row we might report back on it next it's week. It's one of those briefly. games where it's just like, cool, reach the credits once, now do it again. Yeah. I mean, like, we've done it a few times. I, I, it, it was a bit longer than I expected for a run. Oh, um, really? How, how long not, was it? Not, uh, for me, it was probably maybe like 17 hours. I think I got it through in about 12 or 13. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was dicking around a lot, and I think I left my PlayStation running it a couple of times oh, as well. Okay. <laughs> so uh, that might have ballooned out a little bit as well. I don't know what the the, the in game clocks like, but um, yeah. So I'd probably say about fifteen, fifteen or sixteen hours, I'd say. Um, yeah, it's I thought I think it's only just a little bit longer than I expected it to be. So, um, but I'm looking forward to playing through it again and trying to find. Some more endings. There was a couple of quests that I left undone as well. Yeah, me too. Did, did you do the photography one? Yes. See, I think I couldn't do the the desert part. Oh, really? How come? I don't know. I kept trying to walk towards, and I kept hitting like an invisible uh, wall. Yeah, there was like a particular way out there you had to go. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. I've gathered that much, but I, I thought maybe I will get alluded to that later on. And I never did, and then I, before I knew it, I'd finished it. Yeah, so you, right. you were walking into okay. like the the sandstorm. I take it. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. there's like a particular path you can get onto it leads you to the to the photo location. Okay, cool. I'm a, um, do, do you have those quests still or is it... You have to recollect them. Basically... Recollect them. Without spoiling too much, like the game literally does start again. Okay. But it's right. sort of like another side. You'll, you'll see when okay. you get into it. And it's... All right. It's interesting because you get to hear dialogue that you obviously didn't hear the first playthrough. Which is okay. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued. Awesome. I yeah, that, and that's what I've heard about. The, you know, it's not just like a new game plus thing. It's it's essentially the second chapter of the story. Yeah. Um, which is such a cool idea. I you know, and I know they did it in the original Nier as well, but like you know, I never played that. So, well, the problem um, with the original Nier, like this one, definitely benefits from the platinum combat. The platinum combat is so damn yeah. good. Yeah, it's definitely what you what you want like it, it adds to the experience for sure um but cool yeah near time to buy it play it it's great uh if you can find a copy of it apparently it's one of those ones that's it's kind it, of it, hardish to find because it's a niche game like I, it's yeah i can see i can see it being hard to track down i know dungeon crawl have it for very cheap because we both bought it from there you certainly did um and it was, it was <laughs> like it crawl. was yeah dungeon crawl thank you uh, it was like 68 bucks with like express shipping and it arrived literally in two days so um even mine got here i think i ordered it on friday morning it got here monday afternoon yeah i ordered it like late wednesday like like i'm talking like early thursday morning essentially so like three or four in the morning two two in the morning good delivery and it arrived it arrived friday so um i mean they're based in melbourne as well i'm pretty sure so um dungeon crawlies have a physical store but they, they do not to. anymore. They just yeah, they just deal in uh in uh, online stuff now. Interesting. Their physical store was incredible. I used to go there a lot. Mm, yeah, it was a cool store. Um, cool. All right, we've also been playing Kyron. Which should we go with the with the beta first? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with the beta. Let's let's go something that we'll do. We'll do it. We'll do a sandwich. It's like because I feel like we're both not super keen on this anymore. I mean, um, I feel bad because I. I feel like I've been bringing people's heart down on this game. Uh, no, I think I think you're right. You're being realistic about it. So, of course, we, the, over the weekend, the uh, Destiny Two beta went live. Um, we both jumped in. I played the we played the single player campaign 
well, the the story campaign part uh, ourselves, and then we jumped in and did the strike. Um, yeah, Destiny's not as good as I remember it. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to. I've been trying to put my finger on what it was about it that I wasn't enjoying. I I think part of it is Bungie tried to play it too safe. After mm. like the original Destiny beta was basically the entirety of Russia, nearly as well as yeah. unlimited access to the social space and like a like it was, and a strike and you could Absolutely. level up to level eight and it sort of gave you a really good idea of a game where in this one they're like oh god we'll play it safe like it's a months old build you can do a story mission a strike as a couple of pvp maps you start mm. at level 20 fully geared out and that's and you can't even create a character or anything like that and i feel well, like I th- that's really yeah. what's hurt it for me I think I think too on the flip side of that though I think they they didn't need to showcase what this game is this time. They're like, right, you know what Destiny is. We're just going to give you a taste, so you can just be like, yep, cool. We can run some stress test stuff in the background when they did stuff with the farm, um, which I missed because it was at a ridiculous hour. I was up and I went to jump into it and then I didn't and then before I knew it, it was over. It was, um, it was so, literally an hour. Yeah, it was only a stress testing. It wasn't like a. It was just so they wanted to see how many people, like what the servers were going to be like when a bajillion people in the world were going to try and log into this one social space. Um, but yeah, it. I think for me it was the movement speed. I think it, if they just increased that just a little bit, I think it'd be a much more enjoyable game. Yeah, I, I, again, it's been a while since I actually booted up Destiny. I can't remember how true. how similar the movement is, but something didn't feel. Right. I mean, again, no. maybe it's always felt like that and I just need to play it some more because I love the original Destiny. So maybe we discussed that maybe Overwatch has sort of hampered how we played it. Now, this is the first time this argument is going to come up in what we've been playing this week. It's <laughs> going to come up again in our next game. But yeah, I, I agree. Because like moving in that game doesn't feel... Even when you're a tank, it doesn't feel slow. And I think we discovered that everyone moves pretty much at the same speed. It just... I. I, I I remember we did some tests, and it felt like everyone moved roughly at the same speed. Oh, in Overwatch. Um, some... Yeah. Oh, there's definitely some differences. Mm. With some characters. Well, I... Yeah, yeah, I guess. I I will but, uh, say that yeah. I did like some of the new guns in Destiny 2. Yeah. The Titan. pretty sweet. I said the Titan's yeah. got a really cool assault rifle. Um, The, uh, I can't remember the name of it. The Hunter has a... um. A really awesome hand cannon, which I was very pleased with, because I was I was a, a titan in the the first game, but I liked using hand cannons, so um, I kind of switched it up this time. I was like, maybe I'll try the hunter out, um, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a fucking sweet hand cannon that did um, light damage or like radiant damage or whatever it is, burning damage, solar damage, fire, yeah, solar damage. That's the one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, light damage. Um, yeah, so it, it's really cool. Um, I think it was like, it like combusted them in fire as well. It was was cool. I really liked it. It was fun. Um, that, that, uh, 30 frames feels pretty, look, and I get it. I totally get it. I totally get it. But, um, because the game does look visually gorgeous. It does. Some of the sequences in that story mission looked pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love that part though when uh, Ikara jumps onto that fucking ship and just punches it and then disappears and you're like, 
oh my god even though i'd seen that part when that part happened again i was like fuck that was cool that was really that was really awesome that's the other thing that i think really got me down every part about the destiny 2 beta basically seemed to be saying to me hey why are we even playing as a titan like yeah like why i get like so obviously as you were level 20 like you had your like a skill like maxed out which for the Titans mm-hmm. was like a... It's a shield, which is fine. The shield is fine if you've seen any gameplay. You it's also practical. get to keep your bubble from the original Destiny, which, again, fine, whatever. Yep. Uh, but I couldn't help but be jealous every time I saw, like, a Hunter or a uh, a Warlock popping out their fancy... Like, maybe they were only slightly different. Like, the arc, the arc double-edged star thing was very similar to the knife. And the flying around with the fire sword thing for the warlocks was also sort of similar, I guess. But yeah, they felt different enough. And having a shield again, I was just like, oh, I can throw my shield now. <laughs> oh, good. Yay. Um, I will say yeah, the hunter um, uh, uh, dual arc blade was pretty fucking cool. Um, each class also got uh, like a also gets a new circle ability as well which was again the titans yeah. was kind of cool like you hold circle and you drop like a little a little wall and you can even choose for it to be like a chest high one to take cover behind for like multiple teammates or you can choose like a big block which just sort of seems to block projectiles for a while yep but um the hunter's one is a, a dodge so you tap circle to to sort of do like an air dodge and i think it made you like invincible for like a couple of seconds. I don't know. I've heard there's like as a thing you can add to it where it also like reloads your guns or something. Yeah, so you basically McCree, which is um, cool. I, that's yeah. cool. And yeah. the warlocks get an ability to drop like a little healing circle on the ground. Yeah, or a a damage boost as well. I think. Oh, okay. I think there's, I I I could be wrong. Our, wa- our warlock was spec for heals, so I didn't see the other one. Yeah, because I was playing yeah, as a yeah. titan. Yeah, yeah. Um, look. I think in the again the fact that much like in March and April, like had this game not been coming out this year, um, I probably would have been a little bit more interested in it. But I think after playing that, I'm like, uh, I could I could wait at least wait. until and like an expansion comes out. Yeah, and I'm not I, I'm not going to buy it if I know that you're not going to get it or your housemates aren't going to get it or anyone else. Because I'm like, well, there's no point. Like, really, I'm going to play through the single player stuff and go, all right, cool. Like, that was fun. Um, but the the fun of Destiny comes in playing with friends and squatting up. Yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, there's not much else really to report on. I didn't play any of the PvP stuff because I am bad at it. So. Oh, I steer clear of PvP because, if, again, if I want to play PvP, I already know I sucked at the original Destiny's one, so I'll stick to, yeah, Overwatch, thanks. Yeah, yeah, we'll stick with Overwatch. Um, but yeah, any other comments on the Destiny beta? Uh... So the thing I immediately took away from it was it sort of, it almost felt like a, oh, well, you know how you didn't like this or this or this about Destiny 1? Well, look at Destiny 2. Like, the story mission, lots of story stuff, lots of dialogue and interactions and, like, the little cutaway moments with the heroes and all that. Very, Mm. like, a lot more narrative there than in, you know, know, OG Destiny. Yeah, for sure. And the first strike felt like it was almost incorporating some like raid like mechanics yes which was... i've heard a lot of people saying it's very similar to the vault of glass yeah like there was uh, the, from what i've seen of it the, the, the platforming stuff, stuff and yeah even the boss at the end like you had to learn like you had to be aware of like his patterns and 
all yep. those sort of things, which is fine. Like the floor it, falling away and stuff. Yeah, it was it was cool. Making the strikes um, more engaging is a good idea. Absolutely, yeah, because they're the things you're going to be playing a lot of. Oh yeah, um, and they're they're some of the best. The, from the first game, that they, they were the most easily accessible, well designed parts of the game. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, look, uh, I think. Look, it's. I know there are a lot of people out there that are very excited for Destiny Two, and I, I get it. I totally get it. If that's your jam, then you're gonna. It's more Destiny, but I just, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to commit time to it at this stage. Um, now, I think it's, it's been pushed down the priority list a little bit after that, that beta. Yeah, like I mean, it, it could honestly end up being completely different when I got the full game and actually get to Absolutely. make a character and mm-hmm. pick a class and sort of build it how I want to and all that. Yeah. But yeah, playing with like the pre-built characters and all that, I was just like, oh yeah, this is kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. And look, I mean, once they get me back in with that 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 loot drop progression and things like that, I'm like, all right, cool. I once, know, once I, I start seeing some guns. more of these new exotics, like then I will probably be tempted back. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, I think we'll definitely, but it's going to be a point where it's like, I'll get a message from you just going, Hey, I'm going to pick up Destiny two today, and I'll go. All right, cool. I'm heading off to the shops. And it then... may even be like a December game at this point. Like depending on what else true, is coming yeah. out, like it could be a good we play over Christmas, Christmas yeah. holiday game. Mm, that's that's a good point. Um, but current back into the the positives a little bit. I mean, it wasn't super negative on Destiny. It was just a little bit. Yeah, like I said, pushed down the priority list. But last week we got our hands on Splatoon two for the Nintendo Switch. We got to be squids again and kids again. Yep, and I'll tell you what, talking again about a game that's pretty much just more of the original, that's, that's it's Splatoon. That's yeah. it 100% Splatoon. If you didn't like Splatoon, you're probably not going to enjoy this much more. Um, I mean, still give it a chance, though. It's fun. Abso- oh, absolutely. No, 100%. You should give it a go. But, I mean, this is coming personally. Like, I played a little bit of the original Splatoon, and I liked it, but I never really got into it. And I think the thing that's really hooked me this time is my Switch is literally sitting next to me on the couch. And if I'm watching TV and I'm like, I feel like playing something, I'll just pick it up and play a couple of rounds of Splatoon. And that's great. I don't have to switch over HDMI channels and then boot up my Wii U and wait for it to load. I literally just go, hit the home button, hit A three times, and I'm back in the game. See, because I always have my my Pro Controller sitting next to me on the couch. I have the same sort of convenience, which works out well for me. Yep, no, absolutely. It's, oh, man... I, I, I'm I'm into it this time. I like I liked it the first time, but I'm so I, I get it now. I'm so into it. Um so we've had a chance to play pretty much most of what's on offer. Yeah. I'd say all of what's on offer at the moment. Well, we haven't we're not good enough to get into league battles yet for starters. No, no. And we haven't had any chance to sort of link up in like local uh multiplayer yet. I mean I assume it's not that different from Turf War. Um, I did notice I watched a little bit of the Easy Allies stream tonight. They were playing Salmon Run in, in local mostly player, and you can pick weapons. Oh, can you if you do private ones? Okay. Yes. You can just set it to random, or each person can pick a specific weapon that they go in with. Okay. You know what? Um, That's what we're starting, Joe. We're starting at Salmon Run. Yes. I think it's a good a good place to do because it's one of the new additions to the game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Salmon Run. Salmon Run is a it's a, essentially a four-player... Co-op horde mode really is the best yep. way to describe it. Yeah, where you are tasked with surviving. It's three waves, isn't it? Uh yes, three waves. Yeah, three waves. You've got to collect a certain amount of uh, these items called salmon eggs, which are dropped by boss characters, 
Uh, overall, like, the mode's really fun. I just <laughs> wish Nintendo would let me play it when I want to play it. Yeah, okay, so this is one of, this is one of the strikes against Splatoon, is it's fucking weird online. Who would have thought Nintendo had a weird online... I know, right? N- ...niche thing? So, um, yeah. Salmon Run only operates at certain times. Yeah, Cause, for online play. Yeah, for online play, because it's basically framed like a job, which is, hey, that's kind of cute. Yeah. But I want to play it now. Oh, I can't. It's closed. Yeah. A, a part of this yeah. game I paid money for is closed, so I cannot play it. Because it's hidden behind not a paywall, but a time wall. Yeah, it's like, sorry, come back at four o'clock or whatever. I'm just like, but I want to play it now. Now, I, 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 all my friends are here. We're all ready to play. Like, we're all online. We're not using your shitty online app, which we did give a go, and it's not good. It's not great, Joel. It's not great. It's not good at all. Um, but, the, like, Salmon Run itself, fun as hell. It's super fun. I really enjoy it. I did. I found it, again, from watching the Easy Allies, there's a second map. Yeah, there's I know. two maps. I was like, all right, cool. I didn't know that. I thought it was, I was okay with just the one map. I'm like, it's okay. It's big enough. There is enough area to, to mix it up, and, and they plus- do mix it up with different... Um, yeah, the variants. Like, conditions, yeah. Like, foggy and, like, raised water, lowered water. Yep. Mm-hmm. Raised water is a nightmare. <laughs> it's yeah, just it hectic. Just, it condenses you to a single part of the map, and it's just... Fuck... Because... Okay, so the, the, the way that the, the, the waves ramp up, um, it's like, wave one, yeah, okay, not too bad. Wave two, it's getting a little bit, a little bit dicey. Wave three, and particularly the end of wave three, is chaos. Utter chaos. You can have and like tell you what, three or four bosses attacking you at once, and it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's a nightmare, but it's so much fun. Like, and I think this comes down to one of the things. Like, I think I'm just going to talk about one of the overall game mechanics of Splatoon is the fact that, much like Bungie, th- this game feels good to shoot. Like, it's satisfying when that that ink hits some something, whether it be the floor or a salmonid or anything like that. It's it feels good. I like it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's so simple, but it's like yeah, it does feel good. Yeah, and the motion controls um, I'm more into this time as well. I didn't like them on this the Wii U Splatoon, but I think on this one, having him on the smaller controller on the Pro controller, I'm actually mm-hmm. enjoying him more now. So like I using the draw- gamepad with the motion stuff was ugh, ugh, and ugh, it, it's ugh. it's still I've turned it off on handheld mode. Here. Yeah, that's fair enough. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to try in dock mode. I'm going to use my little Joy-Con grip. And then I remembered about the fucking left Joy-Con issue oh, that kept plaguing yeah. me again. Uh, it wasn't super often, uh, but it was enough. You should have got in touch with Nintendo, man. Maybe I should, still should. It hasn't been a problem because I've been playing most things in handheld mode, so um, which is fine. But I think it's one of the reasons why I haven't been playing it on the TV as well. Um, you got to get a pro controller. They're so good. I want one. I'll fucking want that Splatoon 2 one. Uh, that, it's, it's dialogue options colors, man. Like, I kind of need it. It's it's pink and green. Why um, can't they just do things with, like, one color? Why is it got to be two? I, yeah, I know. But at least it's pink and green. It's like, and, and they're, like, they're, like, shades of pink and green that are, like, my favorites. I fucking love it. So, um... I keep looking at them. I, I, I think I found one online for like $109. I'm like, that's still a lot of money. I know it's worth it, but it's a lot of money. Um, I almost bought an 8-bit though Bluetooth controller though. 
Um, but then I got turned off because there's no gyro in it or any rumble. So, but it has the bonus of being able to use it on, on my, my laptop or on my phone. So, <laughs> yes. Good I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's like a thing to use a pro controller on your, on your PC, Joel. I'm sure it's out there. Yeah, I think there is actually. I wonder if I could use it on my phone. I should look into that. Because if that if that's the case, then I'm all right. I might. I'll, it's I might a it's a good controller, and it, it, the battery lives forever. Yeah, oh, it's really nice. I remember I held yours. I know when I briefly played Snake Pass the last. I think one of the last times you were down here. Yeah, it's and I, you're cool. like, yeah, have this, and I'm like, ooh, okay, yeah, I get, I get it. It's like got a, it's got nice. a nice weight to it. It sort of sits mm. in your hand really well. I really like that controller. It feels worth the money that, it, yeah. that they're charging for it. Yeah. Which is strange, because like, when you look at it, it doesn't look like it should. No, it looks looks pretty hokey uh, when you look at it at first. Especially pictures of it, it doesn't do it justice. Yeah, no, definitely In person, not. it looks better. Um, but anyway, so Seven Run's really good. I really enjoy it. Um, I'm going to try and... Maybe next our next D&D session, I'm going to try and remind Brod to bring his Switch so we can maybe have a quick Salmon Run in like local co-op see how that runs but um but yeah so some other features of the game current there's a single player component um it's 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 good it's functional splatoon one has like it's basically like splatoon ones if you like splatoon ones multiplayer which was sort of weird because it's not exactly a puzzle shooter like a puzzle platformer shooter but it sort of is and I yeah. really liked that about it, especially the boss fights were really good. Yeah, yeah, and it it, it also taught you different techniques that you could take into the multiplayer. Yeah, um, and like, but and I've noticed that a few of those sort of things in those single player stages have been popping up into multiplayer maps as well, which is very cool. Yeah, yeah, it's I, I like yeah, even just like traversing around and using using your ink to create a path. That's um, my favorite I thing th- about the game. Yeah, but they really teach you how to use it, how to do that well in that single player campaign, um, and like how to how to and and sort of forcing your hand to use different weapons that you might not have normally used. Um, yeah, Sheldon like the, every now and again will be like, "Hey, use this weapon, please. I need to get some data on it." And you're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. okay, good. I'll use the charger." Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm getting okay with the charger now. It's still pretty hard, but. Um, yeah, no, it's it's cool. Like, it adds a longevity to the single player campaign as well because it's um, you can go back and do it with all the different weapons, and then I think you get different rewards maybe for doing that. Yeah, I don't know um, if I can be really bothered doing it, but it's a cool it's cool to say. I think it's I think it's a good thing where once I finish, I'm like I think the fourth world of five, so I'm sort of almost there. Um, but I've been playing it pretty solidly. Uh. It's it's good. I like it. Um, yeah, for the, the reasons I've stated, it's 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 there. It's functional. It does its job. Um, do you think it's, it, it's any better than the single player from from one? I'd say it's about the same, really. Like it doesn't yeah doesn't shake things up too radically. Uh, it's not too challenging. It's it's just it's just fun enough. I would say. Yep it does it it does what it's supposed to do. It's it's an extended tutorial essentially. Um, and it's a, it's quite a lengthy tutorial, I guess, compared to like some other shooters. So I think that's a that's definitely a plus. 
And um, like the stages have like collectibles and stuff to find as well. So you sort of yeah, you're challenged to sort of look around where you normally wouldn't look. To, for, and it like, gives you extras. Yeah, yeah, and it gives you sort of like more context in the world, like collecting oh, those yeah. pages of the book. There is, like it gives there is you. Lore. Yeah, lots of lore. Like it's really cool. Um, lots of really interesting stuff. Uh, yeah, it's good. But I guess the bread and butter of Splatoon Two is the multiplayer. So. Turf War basically unchanged, so... Yep. It's And it's great. <laughs> it's really good. It's still really um, fun to, like, to just get in there and just make a mess of things. Yeah. I think what we should mention, too, about, like, the map rotation. Um, so, map rotation is back. Uh, I don't mind it this time because it's so frequent. Um, so, I think it's, it's better than sort of, like, le- not better, but it, it's... A nice, refreshing change from having like just the roll of a dice, like when you're playing Overwatch. I mean, um, honestly, let's be let's be real here. Sometimes in Overwatch, it does feel like they've got a map rotation. Exactly. Yeah. And in this, it's like, all right, cool. I know, and it will notify you. It's like, oh, cool. Multiplayer modes and maps have changed, and you're like, all right, cool. Okay. And you go, that's great. And also, you don't have to go back and watch them say it again. No. Oh my god. You Thank basically, god. So you boot the game up once and it gives you the six million changes. But then that's it. Yep. You won't see it again until you boot the game back up. Yep. Which yep. I appreciate. Pearl and Marina, they can they go back in their little glass box and then you can watch them from Inkopolis Square and admire stare all at them the, uh, the amazing yeah. art that people are drawing. Oh yeah, yeah. There's been some great artworks. Um we might come back to that. But probably not in this uh, episode, yeah. but yeah, there's some good stuff. Yeah, there's been some really fun stuff. Um, I've already seen some, like, McElroy Brothers references in there. It's made me so happy. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, I like the map rotation. I think it feels... Because it's, like, every two hours, I think. It's Four hours, like maybe? Yeah, it's really quite frequent. Uh, and it goes by before you even realize it. Like, you'll you'll probably have at least one map rotation in every session that you play. Um, so I like that. Uh, some of the new tracks... Uh, tracks. Some of the new... Uh, stage is really cool. I really like um, Humpback Pump Track, just because it's fun to say. I like the one in the in the climbing area. I'm not sure if that's a new map or it's a Platoon 1. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Either. Is it like the... Is it Moray Tower? No, I don't like that map. I'm not a fan I, of it. I like traversing Moray See, Tower. As, as someone who mostly uses dualies, that map is not fun for me. Oh, yep, yep. See, I'm I'm more uh, accustomed to the uh, Aerosplat MG. I think it is. Is that the Chrome gun? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I it's great. It does decent damage. It does. It's got a, like nice coverage with it. Um, I don't like it's I, it's special. I just don't. The curling bombs. Is it curling bombs on that one? Is it? Yep. The one okay. I've got's got curling bombs. So it's Man, and I really like those. Ones. Yeah, the curling bombs are good. Curling bombs are they feel a little bit OP, but whatever. Oh yeah, because you just spam the fuck out, and it lasts forever too. Like you just keep hammering uh, R, just keep smashing yep. it in, and you can get out at least like maybe seven or eight of them, uh, and you just sort of start turn in a circle and just sort of like make a star coming out from you. Of uh, it sucks when like you, someone's coming towards you and you're like, oh, I've got my ultimate. See ya! And you start throwing curling bombs at them. I've seen see a them lot explode of them around them in the ranked mode, and it pisses me off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's more of the same, but not in a bad way. It's really fun. It's Splatoon for a bigger audience. Yep. Yep. It's Splatoon for the, for for the 75% of people who didn't play it the first time that might've wanted to. Exactly. 
um, which is good. Uh, the music's still amazing. Oh my god, the music! I still music and kinda. just like humming along to every track. <laughs> and then getting like unnaturally stressed out when it reaches the one minute mark and it starts going really fast. Yeah. You're like, oh god, oh god, oh god. Yeah, just panic shooting so everywhere. So good. Um, I just love the world of Splatoon. It's just like it. I think. The guys that kind of funny were talking about it, maybe uh, someone was talking about it. Just like the fact that it looks like like nineties Nickelodeon cartoon, and I'm like, yep, absolutely. Like that is that is one hundred percent. Even like the menus, it's like like yeah or nah. It's like the yes or no options and things like that. Um, and I think in like Salmon Run, it's like, do you want to like it's like, do you want to uh, give up or not give up? And it's like never give up or give up. And I'm like, it's, it's little nice touches about that. It's, um, I, I feel like it's, it, it's running a lot more, just, it feels a lot nicer to play. Um, online in terms of like connectivity stuff, it hasn't been much of an issue. I think the only issue I've had has been my garbage internet, um, which was apparent cause I've received the, uh, the little, the rage quit notification. Oh, Joel. Mm, yeah. Stop, so, stop rage uh, quitting. Yeah, basically, if if you if you've been disconnected from games or if you've been rage quitting games, um, after a while it'll pop up with like a, a notification that's just like, "Hey, so we've noticed that uh, that last disconnect was a little bit suspicious. So, you might want to watch that. Otherwise, we'll ban you from playing online for a little while." And I was like, "It's not my fault. We're Australians." Wanted... Yeah, and. Uh, and it, it's always when I'm like fucking dominating a match as well. Like always. Um, oh, I believe you, Joel. Absolutely. It's fine. Hey, I fuck it. I one of the ones I I won. I've got photos on my Switch. I'm gonna put them up online. There's one. Uh, my, my biggest domination of a of a, a match was like, I think like seventy five to eighty percent of the map. We just fucking steamrolled them. Pun intended. Um, yeah, but it's it's great. Oh my god. So Splatoon's good. If we're gonna be negative about something. It's gonna okay. go ahead and it's gonna go ahead and say it. Come on, Nintendo, what are you doing? Get your shit together. It is the mm. year 2017. Why can I not group up with my buddy Joel and play multiplayer? Why can I enter a lobby with him and mm. like roll the dice and maybe be on the same team as him? Yeah. What? Come on, guys. 2017. It's, it's not good. It, it's okay. So we were saying before about some of the comparisons between Overwatch with Destiny. Uh, in terms of like movement speed and stuff, so in terms of uh, of Splatoon two, that is one of them. The fact that like you know we can team up as like a group of three, a group of two, four, whatever, and still play. It might be a bit of a wait, but we can still play a, a round of of Overwatch. Um, with this, it's just like ah, maybe you might be in the same team, but maybe not. Yeah, this round you are. Next time, we're not so sure. We'll, we'll figure it out there. Like you can, you can do private matches, which I guess if you can get, if you've got eight people together, fine. Yeah, totally fine. But and I don't know how league battles work. Maybe that's where that mode is, but that's like locked behind hitting B minus rank in ranked mode. Yeah, which is pretty hard to do. I've been having um, a nightmare time trying to climb out of C. So maybe I'm out of I practice, only, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I only hit level ten like yesterday, so I'm only just being able to play. I played a couple of league matches and. And I like it. It's okay. 
Um, I'm still confused about how how it works sometimes. The control point one still confuses me a little bit. Oh, the capture point. Yeah, so I get it. Like you've got to cover it in ink and then like 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 Overwatch basically. But yeah, um, we had around. I had around the second round I played of it yesterday was we'd captured a little bit of it, but they still got a shutout. Like it was 100 percent covered. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I don't get how the, the, the points work. My there. biggest problem is, is like, if you capture it and then they capture it back off of you, you sort of get penalized. Like, like say you get oh. down, to, you get to 75 and then they capture it and you still have 75 and then underneath it's like plus 20. And then to actually start counting down oh. from 75 again, you have to count down from 21st and it... I don't quite understand that, but it annoys me every time. I've lost a couple of matches because of it. That explains. That probably explains why that they fucking shut us out. Mm. Um, but yeah, the the lobbying thing that needs that has to be coming. Surely they I don't need. Know, honestly, um, I the other thing know. that I think they should be taking from Overwatch, uh, being able to swap loadouts. Yes, that's definitely a, a thing I've noticed. Again, playing more of the of the ranked stuff. You can find yourself in a match where the loadout you're using is just yep. awful and you're not going to win. And you're like, well, maybe I should Absolutely. just rage quit at this point. Like <laughs> when, when you spawn in and you've got like a Splattershot Junior and everyone else has got rollers and you're like, well, fuck. Or if you spawn into a game and you have no rollers because like rollers are pretty yep. handy on some of those game modes yep. and you're just like, well, I could have been a roller. Damn it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not, I'm, I mean, maybe not. It doesn't have to be mid-match uh i mean it could be maybe the start of a match you get like you can pick like weapons or something i don't know exactly like, you can have, yeah. like, like maybe two or three presets and you can choose from those i don't know something you like, or you get like 20 seconds and you're like yeah you've got like a, a loadout of like four weapons that you can choose from you're like i'm gonna take a a slosher with me i'm gonna take a you know a charge uh splat i'm gonna take a uh fucking machine gun and i'm gonna take a roller like i've got Bases covered then, yeah. sort of thing. And you, and you could just choose because, yeah, I have had myself in in games where I'm just like, I'm not tooled for this at all. Yeah, even if they gave you just like a secondary option that you could switch between on the fly. Yeah, maybe like, not. Well, that, not on the fly mid like mid gameplay. Like yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Die, like, maybe. you have to be at, on that little platform. Yeah, yeah, at the start because you can always like jump back to it as well. Like it's. Yeah, it seems to be like that. That needs to that needs to happen. I don't think it will, um, but. It, It'd be cool. It needs to happen. It's, it's not going to happen, Joel. <laughs> I know, but it just it fucking needs to because I, and the fact of the matter is that you can't even do it between rounds. You've got to quit out of yeah, game. that's clunky. You've got to go back to like the fucking the lobby essentially, and then and then be like, yep, all right, change. Which takes all of like it takes longer for you to get back to that menu than it does to actually switch weapons. It's like it takes about three seconds to switch a weapon. Once you're there, it's yeah. So the game's not perfect. It it's is very good though. It is very good, and it is. If you own a Switch, you should absolutely give it a go because definitely, it's, um, it's definitely worth it. Uh, we should actually. I was going to say we should put up our our Switch friend codes. I should post them on Facebook for us. Yeah, so people I'm pretty can, sure if I they want to add us. Tweeted mine at one point when I bought my Switch. Yeah, yeah. I might put it. I might chuck both of ours up just on there. It's like, oi, if anyone wants to join us, please do. Um, but yeah, anything else about Splatoon you wanted to cover? No, Coming? just really fun game. I feel yeah. like the only thing's holding it back is Nintendo's inability to, inability to sort of do modern online infra- infrastructure. They just need to catch up and stop living like 
six years in the past. Man, six six years ago we were playing on PS3 and it was better than this. <laughs> It's true, yeah. I mean, Xbox 360 had a fucking party chat system exactly. that worked. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. All right. Splatoon 2, thumbs up. Shall we get into some news? We haven't anything else, do we? No. No, that's, that was that was an hour of us talking about what we've been playing. <laughs> it's, it was a big week. We had a lot of stuff we were doing. Well, we know? had some big games that we played. Exactly, and games that we were still sort of talking about. So, um, cool. All right. Still on the Nintendo bandwagon. We'll kick things off with, uh, in the news segment with uh, with some, some numbers, some impressive numbers this week uh, coming out of Nintendo HQ. Um, yeah. Basically, in terms of uh, uh, hardware sold, uh, there's 4.7 million units of the Nintendo Switch around the world. That's which that's good. That's good. It's good. It's good. Could you imagine how much they would have sold if it was readily available in the US and Japan? Yeah, well, it'd be much higher if only mm. they can get the parts. Yeah, I've seen some of those photos of the lines in Japan. For, for like a raffle to buy for a For a raffle, yeah. And they're like, it's like some weird dystopian future where they're like lining up for like food stamps or something. It's, oh, it's, it's weird to look at. Um, but people are doing it. Um and in terms of software, thirteen point six million units worldwide. Which is again pretty good. The big takeaway that I want to I want to just because again this is this is something that's blown my mind about the Switch is just some of these attach rates. Like they also announced that Zelda Breath of the Wild has sold three point nine two million copies. Jesus. And Mario Kart Eight Deluxe is at three point three point five four. That's a Oof. lot. It's a lot. Considering that they put out 4.7 million Switches, a lot of people bought those games. Yep. Because there was, there were, I, I knew of people that, uh, I think, uh, Lauren from OK Games, um, she, that they, they bought a copy of Zelda before they even had their Switch. And I know there was a lot of people that did that. They're like, I'm going to buy one eventually. I'm going to make sure I have this game ready to go. So that people had copies of the game without even having a Switch. So, I think there was a point where there was there was more copies of Zelda sold than there were Switches sold. <laughs> well, I, I think I, some people bought the collector's edition and then also bought the that game too. on its own as well. Yeah, or like you know they'd ordered it online, but they bought it digitally while they were waiting for their like hard copy. Yeah, to exactly. Up. So, yeah. but still, it's, like that's nearly every Switch owner has Zelda, and nearly as many of those have Mario Kart. And to be honest, you you should like. <laughs> Those are, those are two of the games that you should absolutely have if you own a Switch. I, will I would get put Mario Splatoon Kart in there as well. Yeah, I would put Splatoon in there as well. Like those three games are like sort of like the the staples essentially. Um, Arms not so much, but apparently still selling really well with like one point one million units. Broken million. Yeah. One two Switch good. on one point two two million units. Like that's yeah. It's that's impressive considering along. that's impressive considering how much they're charging for that fucking game. Yeah. Well. Um, if that game was twenty dollars cheaper, could you imagine how many more copies of that game would have been sold? Uh, on the on the whim, I know <laughs> on the whim of because I had an instance like this on the whim of like I'm gonna have a I'm going to a party tonight like and I'm with people that are sort of like minded about those sort of things. It'd be fun to have there, but I'm not going to drop sixty bucks on it just for one night. But if it was forty, sure. Like I went away for a weekend for a friend's birthday recently, and and I took my Switch with me, and I was like could get one to switch and it'd be really fun to play with these people that I'm going away with. But 
it's not worth that much money. Like, nah. <laughs> I I think I honestly, if it was if it was like forty bucks, even like forty five, I think, I think that for me personally, there would have been instances where I was like, yeah, all right, I'll I'll buy it. I've got the money there. I'm going to this party, or I'm going to going to be hanging out with friends, and we're going to be, you know, my switch will be there. Um. I, I think that might have been a, a factor in that as well. But ha- having seen people play it, I think I've seen the joke already. <laughs> yeah, I still think it'd be fun though to play with friends. Like it's it's one of those things that's just like yeah yeah okay I'll put it on it's you know it's like a Jackbox game I guess you know it's always fun and after a while you're sort of like oh I'm done with this but someone else rotates in and it's that that's the beauty of it you just have it set up and ready to go. Um. Jackbox Party Pack 1 and 2 are coming to the Switch now as well. So all three of them you'll be able to get on the Switch. Which is interesting. Yeah, I regular mean, day. It's a, it makes sense. Yep, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think a lot of the people that were sort of saying... Now, this is not me getting up on my I told you so, I told you so horse. But, I, I mean... You are, though. There are, no, I, I honestly, I'm not. Because I don't want to be like that. But it's, you know, it's hard to... You know, there's there's hard figures there now that that people love this system and people love the games that are on it. Um, so, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what the numbers look like this time next year. After, I want to see like, some of the numbers for like the indie games on the eShop and stuff. Yes, I would love to see that. Some of the like the the the, the uh, download rates on those be very interesting on things like Shovel Knight, especially. Um, just because that was one of the ones that was at launch, so I think a lot of people were buying that as like a supplementary to Zelda. Fast Racing Neo as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, even things like Blaster Master Zero. Yeah, like yeah, like I'd like to see for a lot of those to see how well they're doing because mm. I think the Switch is definitely benefiting from those small, cheaper, sort of smaller games. Basically, you can you can just pick up, download it in like no time at all, and then be straight into it. Yep. Can you imagine what the numbers are going to be like when Golf Story comes out, Kyron? Oh, boy. Do you imagine oh, what boy. the numbers are going to be like when Mario Odyssey comes out? That's insane. That's going to be... um. And then, even even further in the future, Joel, but numbers when we get that Pokemon game. Oh, that's going to be... Yeah. Like, that the Switch Pokemon is only got its best time ahead of it. Like, Absolutely. It's only it's, it's pretty much up from here. Like, And, and that's, that, that's impressive, considering that... It hasn't been all sunshine and roses for this fucking console so far. Like, there's been some pretty big missteps. The online service, the online voice chat, two very big ones. It's got um, it's got no apps yet. No, no. Like, it's... Which, it, it feels funny complaining about that when we used to always roll our eyes at any time, at, like, Sony or Microsoft are like, you can get Netflix and YouTube and be like... Oh, show us the games. And Nintendo were like, can we have like Netflix or YouTube or something, guys? Please? It's funny because I think back then, I, I know I didn't watch as much YouTube back then uh, as frequently as I do. Um, and we didn't have Netflix. So it's... I, the, the, the the landscape has changed for us personally as well that we we have access to those things now. Or we, we consume those things now a lot more regularly than we did. So... The ability to have them would be nice. Would be nice, yes. Would Especially with the handheld mode and all that. Oh, absolutely! If I can go to bed and just watch Netflix, 
prop it up on, on my phone. Stand. Yeah, like, yeah, like on a decent size. Like the my phone's fine enough to watch stuff on, but yeah, um, yeah. If I could go to bed and just watch like new Rooster Teeth podcast or something like that on YouTube, be nice. But yes, well done, Nintendo. You 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 kicking goals. And like, yeah, but the rest of the year's got plenty of games lined up, and then we're into twenty eighteen. Who knows mm-hmm. what will happen in 2018, but I'm excited to see where the Switch goes and what Nintendo will bring out. Yes, me too. Very much so. I, 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 there's, there's a period of time there where I was worried that, like, you know, buying one of these was going to be not a great investment. Uh, I don't regret it whatsoever. Do now, you know when like, I, I lost those fears, Joel? Yeah. It was during E3. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, it's when, very true. When the, uh, the Starry Sky came up. Yep, and you heard yep. the very the very faint tune of the Metroid theme, the Metroid Prime yep. theme, and that uh, yep. everything was okay. Nothing else matters, Joel, because we're getting Metroid Prime Four. Nothing yep. else matters. That's very true. Nothing um, else matters. Put a pin in that because it's going to lead to our next uh, our next story. But I uh, I just briefly uh, I was talking to our friend Ben, um, who was not like swayed by the the Switch at launch whatsoever and before it he was like no nope, i don't need to buy it i can wait to play zelda i don't i don't need to play it straight away um i was talking to him the other day about it and i was talking to him about switch stuff and how good splatoon was and all those sort of things and he's like you know what i think i'm at the point now where i i i, I can justify buying one and i said yeah absolutely i said you you didn't what you did was not a, a bad thing to do like to be fair oh yeah no um, like like there's nothing wrong with waiting no, absolutely not. And Zelda's but I, great, I, but like, I could see why someone would be like, "Well, I'm not buying it for one game, though." Yeah, and I mean, the percentage came out after that, and so I was, I had something else to play. But my Switch did sit there for a little while before I went back to it, uh, and even like loaded up the the eShop and bought a few things on there. See, but I, I um I picked up a couple of small games in between, like I picked up Shovel Knight, Fast Racing mm, Neo, Snake Pass. Yes. Yeah. So I I had Fast Racing Neo, and I think the next thing I bought after that was. I could find out right now. Live corrections here. Not really correction. Tumble seed was the next thing I bought for it. Um, which yeah, it's great. Uh, and he said he's like, you know, you know what? I I I can ju- I I feel like it's it's a worthwhile purchase now. I said, yeah, absolutely. You should should definitely do that. Every um, month it just becomes more and more of a worthwhile purchase when they put out new games. Every- Every week when that eShop updates, there's always at least one thing that I'm like, oh, okay, that looks interesting. Yeah, Overcooked this week. Yes, I'm I'm very... I'm probably going to get it on Switch. Very <laughs> close. Yeah, very close to buying that because that's something Ash and I can play. And we we don't I don't need an extra controller for it because it's literally, I think, like two buttons and a stick. It's honestly probably perfect for the Joy-Cons. I actually think it's only one button. I think it's 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 one button that's it's like contextually and then, like, used. I yeah. Think, yeah, an interaction button. An interaction button. That's so. I was like, "That's perfect. That is a perfect Switch game." Um, does it come with all the DLC? I think it does, but don't awesome. take my word for it. Yep, and it's like twenty six bucks. I think it's cheaper than most of the other stores as well. I think it's like thirty on the on the PSN. Keen. Yep, I think I think I'm gonna have to buy that. Anyway, good news. So, like you were saying before, we are getting a new Metroid game for the Switch in the future at some point but it, we're getting one for the 3ds very soon oh joel it's like it's mere months away and i it keep is. i i think i just have moments sometimes where i remember 
Like, and you'll usually see me tweet about it when it happens because I'll just be in all caps <laughs> going, we're getting a Metroid game. Like I did it the yep. other day. It's like, we're getting a Metroid game in September. It's like well, some, a couple of months away. I'm pretty sure the last one you did was just like, it, just, it was a picture of the, the Metro Prime 4 logo. Yeah, it was just a we're getting that. It's just, we're just getting that. It's coming. Yeah. Get used to that if you follow me on Twitter. It's just going to be like, just rant. I'm like, <laughs> Metroid guys, we're getting two it's Metroids. True, yeah. It's we went true. from zero Metroids to two Metroids. Yeah, in the space of half an hour. Yeah. Oh. It, it was... I was listening to the uh, OK Games podcast like this week as I was wrapping up at E3. Yeah. Uh, yes. They were absolutely right about how excited I was when that logo showed up. I, I will never forget. I'm so glad that I was on Party Chat with you, that you, Brod, and I were on, on Party Chat for that moment. It was... Oh. It was Oh. It was perfect. It was exactly what because we were joking about it, and that was the reason why we all jumped on party chat because we were all there. Like just it was at a decent like, time, and we're like, you know, why not? We're making jokes about all this stuff, and then it fucking happened. And then, <sighs> oh boy! But, Kyron, do you want to go into details about the uh, amiibo functionality for Metroid: Samus Returns for us? Sure thing. So recently, Nintendo revealed what exactly. The, amiibo, the Metroid Amiibo figures will do in Metroid Samus Returns for the Nintendo 3DS this September. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, there, are, there will be a total of four Amiibo that are compatible. There will be the Smash Brothers Samus and Smash Brothers Zero Suit Samus, mm-hmm. as well as the Samus Returns Samus and Metroid Amiibo. So those will be the four of them. I will have all of them, probably doubles of each, because it's Metroid and I cannot stop myself. Yep, oh, I'm absolutely buying those two new ones. I'm pretty yeah. sure I've got Zero Suit Samus. I, I know I've got... Samus was my first one, I'm pretty sure. I have Samus a, and Luigi. I have a second Samus now. Is nicely in her box, so she doesn't ah, get well damaged. Done. Because my other, my other, honestly, my first Samus, her arm fell off. It's fine, it, oh. it clicks back in. But I'm like, okay, I'm buying a second one, and it's just staying in its case, and it can just yep. sit there with all my other Metroid stuff. Yep, that was uh, nice. But I, I fuck, especially that Metroid, I want that one. The Metroid it's is so nice cool. and squishy. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like it's on it's like it's like breaking out of the uh, It's got this little capsule. A little capsule, yeah, that's cool. Oh, I love it. Little baby Metroid. Oh, uh, so, cool. so yeah, we'll let's we'll, we'll go a quick rundown of what they add. So first up is the new Samus amiibo, which is the one based on Samus Returns, not the Smash one. Mm-hmm. Uh if you use that whilst you're playing Samus Returns, it'll unlock an extra energy tank for you to use. And then after you complete the game, you will be able to unlock an exclusive Metroid 2 art. You will be able to unlock exclusive Metroid 2 art in the art gallery, which, you know, cool, cool. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The big one is the next one. Mm-hmm. So the squishy Metroid Amiibo, it'll let you reveal the location of any nearby Metroid on your map, which is, it'll be handy, but whatever. But after you complete the game, you can use it to unlock a new difficulty mode, which is called Fusion. Ooh. And it will also feature Samus in the suit from the Metroid Fusion game, which is, which is that's cool. the one that's been ruffling a few people's feathers. I like it. Yeah, me too. It, it does come down to that argument, though, of argument of how readily available the Amiibo will be. That's true. Yeah. Oh, if it's yeah, hard to get, true. like people could just straight up miss out on that, and that kind of sucks. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. Uh, as for the the Smash Brothers Samus. Is it the... Yeah. Oh, is it both of them unlock the same thing? Samus will unlock a missile tank and after completing the game, snag you exclusive concept art for your gallery. Oh, and Zero Suit Samus will unlock another energy tank. 
great. <laughs> yep. And then after you complete the game, you'll be able to listen to the Samus Returns soundtrack or background music via a special mode. Oh, which cool. Is, which is cool, you know? Yep. I Like, there was some new direct feed footage from Comic-Con recently of, of Samus Returns. And just, yep. like, faintly hearing that music in the background got me excited. You could hear Magmore Caverns slash Norfair, whichever version of, Met- like, Metroid you heard it in first. That's cool. Gets me hyped. Gets me hyped. Yeah. Yeah, I I I think I'm gonna have to dust off the 3ds for it. I actually don't know where one is. I have it I, next to my couch because I was playing Super Metroid on it the other week, as we discussed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's next to me on the couch somewhere. I think it's underneath my Switch in my Switch case. But I'm gonna have to ask everyone to buy Samus Returns. I think I think yeah. We'll, Come on, we'll guys, do it the, do it for yeah. your mate Kyron. Just buy Samus exactly. Returns. Exactly. I think even if you don't play it, it's fine. Just buy it. <laughs> Just buy it, so the numbers are there. I want Nintendo to. I've, I, I have a. I have a good feeling, Joel. I have a good feeling about Metroid's chances with maybe not Samus Returns, but I think with Metroid Prime Four, I'm getting a good feeling. I think. We, I think we might be on the up with the Metroid franchise. I think finally the amount of like just groundswell from the Metroid fan base that has been building up until that reveal. That'll then mm-hmm. like spill over into like the general Switch fan base is I, yeah, I've got a good feeling about Metro Prime Four. I think it's going to do yep. pretty well. Hopefully, yep. Fingers crossed. Otherwise, I'll just buy like four or five copies, whatever I'm going to do to help. Oh boy, but uh, it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a dialogue options episode if it uh, was if if we didn't mention uh, Overwatch. We already have mentioned it, so I guess we've filled that quota. But uh, this weekend, last weekend, sorry, the Overwatch World Cup in Sydney occurred. Um, so all the, the best Overwatch players from the, is it the Asia-Pacific region? Uh, well, this was the Sydney stage for the Overwatch World Cup. There's been multiple stages. I think the next yep. one is in, oh, I've forgotten now. God damn it. There's another one coming up in like a couple of weeks where basically every nation competing has been divvied up into groups. Right. So basically, we faced off. I can't. Oh, who was in our group? It was Australia, Japan, Sweden, and Spain. Sweden, Spain, and then we also had. Well, I'm thinking about everyone because it was also Finland and oh, Portugal. Okay. Uh, I'm blanking on a couple of them, but it was a pretty intense like weekend of Overwatch, Joel. Yeah, and I missed all of it because I had to fucking work. So I'm super sad about that because I would have loved to have watched it. Well, Especially like, considering the outcome. Well, the big takeaway is, yeah, uh, as a result, we came. We, I think we finished second, and we will be heading to BlizzCon along with Sweden. Yep. To compete so, in like the the finals. Uh, yeah, Australia, go Australia! Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, it was weird watching it because I mean, I've never really watched Australia compete at an esport. Really? Like, I've watched, you know, Professional Smash and all that, but that's less so countrywide, more so individual players. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it, we don't really have a game that was we're good at but yeah, on that level. Across so. the first two days, like, we won four zip. And I guess we should probably give a rundown of how it worked. So the reason why it was four matches was they played a, a match of each mode. So there was a okay. hybrid match, there was a oh, assault match. I forget the is it just capture where there's like two points i can't yeah remember. i i think it's like i've heard it referred to as two cp so two cp sure why not and then yeah, there was also so a payload one so they did one of each of those 
And oh, sorry, CP and then two CP. There's two different ones, yeah. Yeah. And they basically tallied up the wins. And yeah, we won in both our matches on the Saturday and the Friday and the Saturday. We were four zip, which is feels pretty good. That's pretty cool. Then we met Sweden on the Sunday and they, they it was close, but they definitely put us back in our place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, we got a little too cocky. Yeah. In true Australian fashion, we did something good and we're like, look how fucking awesome we are. And then we got put back in our place uh, but very then, promptly. As a result, for, for like essentially to guarantee our spot at BlizzCon, we played against Japan on Sunday night. And if you didn't catch any of the weekend, that's fine. But I recommend looking up the Japan versus Australia match. It'll be probably like an hour or so long. It's a yep. good watch. I should, I, I'm going to have to watch it. I just haven't had a chance to catch up on it yet. I've just been really slack on it. Um, it'll, it'll also make you feel pretty bad at Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the other reason why I haven't watched it, because I'm like, oh, but I I, I want to watch it because I'm I'm excited about the prospect of actually watching an eSport and knowing exactly what's going on. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. Like With my base knowledge of Overwatch, I had a really good time watching it, and it opened up my eyes to like better ways to play the game. Yeah, I, I think I think you're underselling yourself with like base knowledge. I think we we haven't we play I've been playing consistently enough that we we're we're pretty good at the game. Like we're not amazing, but we're 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 competent enough. So I think that yeah, it's the fact that we you know we know the rules of these maps. We know the rules of these characters. We know the rules of these game modes. It's we know how things are played, and there's nothing better than watching any sport when you know exactly what's going on. And it's it funny, it so much more enjoyable. It's funny that you mentioned that because I did think I knew a fair bit about how this game was played, and then I watched this, okay. and it was just like, oh, they like, I get because I guess because of the the high level of competition and how every single team member needs to contribute, like, mm-hmm. no mercies. Like again. That's probably something that wow. people on PC are like, yeah, of course, no mercies. They can only heal. They can't defend themselves. But also like, wow, okay, that's... The more I think about it, the more it makes sense that like yeah. Lucio and Zenyatta and Ana were the main picks. They can all defend themselves as well as heal. Ana uh, especially on PC because, I mean, she's a sniper. So snipers on PC are obviously a much more oh, enjoyable yeah. experience. Um, so I can't remember the name of a player who was playing him, but there was a Widowmaker in one of the matches... Oh boy, just picking headshots off tracers and sombras, no issue. Oh, that's that's a nightmare. Like at one point, like just turned to her right to like because could hear a tracer coming around, and tracer was doing her zip forward, bang right in the head, dead. No problems. I'm like, oh okay, (laughs) sniper's very scary on PC, which I expected, but seeing that like seeing a widowmaker that deadly definitely put that character in a new light for me. That's, uh, that's, yeah. Oh, uh, but I mean, that's fucking awesome that we're going to BlizzCon. That's, yeah. I might buy a bit. Actually, no, when's BlizzCon? It's, it's you, like, it, last year was near PAX. I'm hoping it's not this year. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be in the first week of November and I, there's no, I'm not going to be able to watch it. So I was like, maybe I'll buy a digital. Nope. I'm going to be in Japan. So uh excuses excuses i know right it is november three and four yeah it's literally when i fly out is on november 4th like at midnight basically uh, november 4th like november 3 to november 4th so i'm flying out basically when it starts so i was like oh maybe i'll buy a um a uh, virtual ticket this year i thought about it last year as well and i didn't but when they start giving away overwatch goodies i might be more tempted 
I think they will more so this year. I think last year they gave away... I can't remember what they gave away last year. There was something. But yeah, there was it, there was something Overwatch-related last year, but they were very evenly spread. But I think having this big Overwatch tournament this year, they might sort of focus a little bit more on it, and especially because it's been... It'll, it'll have been a year and a half since the game had come out. I think there's... Obviously, Overwatch is a runaway success yeah for them so but anyway the main takeaway here is yeah we're going to blizzcon uh the world cup itself like the broadcast was very well handled i enjoyed all the hosts the panel like in between matches had pretty good insight it was just it was really entertaining to watch it's exciting that you know we held a decent esports event i know for the future of esports in australia if it comes back to sydney again i definitely will i'll head on up there for it oh i'd love to go up that'd be great Bring it to Melbourne next time. Mm. <laughs> uh, Wizards in Sydney, yeah. unfortunately, so... Don't move. Fucking Sydney. Um, cool. Alrighty. Uh, this is all you, Kyron, for this one. <laughs> Thanks, this Joel. This is all you. I, this, this is all you. I'm, I'm doing the heavy lifting later on in one of the questions, but this, is, this one's for you. Uh, so, probably the most surprising feature... Like, So, Final mm. Fantasy XV came out last year. Yep. Uh, for better or worse, whatever you think of it, it also got a season pass, which included a bunch of single-player content, and a particular one labelled as, as multiplayer that made people raise their eyebrows and go, huh? <laughs> Co-op okay. mode in my Final Fantasy 15? Well, Square Enix has revealed that as of like next weekend, they will be running a closed beta for the mode called Comrades. 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 Which I guess, okay. you know, it really makes sense considering that 15 is all about brotherhood and fighting yep. with your mates. Yep. Uh, so to be a part of it, you'll need to own the season pass and have a subscription to Plus or Gold, which makes sense. Yep. Uh, it'll be available, yeah, August 3rd to August 8th. You will be able to create, control, and save up to eight customizable avatars. You'll be able to customize them with elements that are limited to the test version. Okay. Uh, what else is there? Weapons you can choose from: katana, club, dagger, and shuriken weapons. Attack pa- attack patterns will vary from those of Noctis, which is interesting. Okay. There are there are things called royal sigils, which will let you invoke the powers of sovereigns for your avatar with this new feature. Equip one of the four default royal sigils in the test version. Don't quite know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. Quests, so there'll be three quests to choose from with up to three legs. All players will be matched online in the test version. Uh, cooking, of course, will be in the multiplayer. Yep. Which makes sense. Meteor yeah, shards, they mention, you'll be able to receive them as quest rewards, but they're not usable in the test. They'll be more important in the full version. And yeah, you'll be able to right. like use voice chat to chat with your mates and preset chat messages and all that. But the big takeaway is like it's... Real, like I, I thought when I saw this, it, it was for sure something that would change, or get left out, or something like that. But we are getting a multiplayer expansion for Final Fantasy Fifteen. Well, they've been pretty good at delivering on their um on their season pass stuff so far. Oh yeah, like, definitely. I mean, I've heard. I mean, I, I don't know much about it, but I've heard people who've played all the single player ones have really enjoyed them. From what I could, t- I, I'm waiting until all three of them are out before I go into them. From mm-hmm. what I heard, Gladiolus' one isn't great, but Prompto's is better. Right. So yeah. hoping, hopefully Ignis is as good as well. 
And I've heard, like, it, it, isn't there been, like, some screenshots from Ignis has come out that are, like, raising some eyebrows in terms of what it's going to be dealing with, or...? Yeah, I, I mean, there's a teaser trail of it is at the end of Prompto, which sort of gets you a little bit excited, I think. Uh, okay. The stuff in Prompto's alone was... It, again, it sort of touched on stuff we already knew about Prompto's character, but it was... Did you go to the snow? Yes. You, yeah. the, you go to a snowy area, you learn the truth about... Well, not so much for truth, but you learn more about Prompto's background, which people were kind of in the thick of 15 itself going, how is this not being addressed? Oh, it's in the DLC. Right. Which feels a bit cheeky, but I mean, that, I don't that's know. Rough. A, lot, a yeah. lot of games do it, unfortunately. Yeah, no, it's... um, But yeah, so it's... I mean, it's it's very interesting, the fact that... Yeah, but it's been good that they've uh, delivering on the, the promises of their of their DLC season pass. I'm just cool. curious to see what it actually entails. It seems like it's... I mean, the picture shows a couple of people fighting a couple of behemoths, so is it going to be like the monster hunts? Is that do what you, it is? Do you think this might be a test for a potential spin-off co-op Final Fantasy experience down the track, maybe? I mean, maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. Monster yeah. Hunter's coming west next year in a big bid to sort of make its comeback and... I kind of enjoyed hunting down monsters in 15. Heck, even yeah. Final Fantasy 12, which I've been replaying recently, like the, the hunt system in that is great. Cool. And the combat in 15 was good as well, so I would not say no to this as a as a thing that they, like, they could be testing the waters for later. Yeah. That'd be, uh, it'd be interesting. I mean, sell it as like a, you know, $50 standalone you know, multiplayer experience where you can just team up with four of your mates and or three of your mates and go kill some monsters. Yeah. Have your own sort of brotherly adventure. Especially if they could somehow incorporate, I don't know how you do it, but like the, one of the things that really drove home 15 for me was the interactions of those main characters in combat and how they would naturally weave combos into the flow of battle. Right. Brilliant. Yeah. I love it. Like little things like, executing a combo with like triangle and then you'd like high five or like fist bump or something like that. Yep. It was great. 15 it does, for all its imperfections was a lot of fun. It says here that Noctis and his friends will also be made playable at a later date. Yeah. So, which is cool, but I'm honestly cool. more interested in playing with that character creator. Yeah. Yeah. And seeing like, you know, maybe you can like down the track, you'd be able to like customize what kind of fighting style you have, whether you're the, you're the Noctis, or you're the Prompto, or you're the Ignis of the group. The question is, which, like, what peg on the preset hairstyles will be Cloud Strife's hairstyle? <laughs> oh, surely, surely they're gonna have that's that's all they're gonna have. All the options will just be from previous Final Fantasy games. Yeah, the peg should just be in like Roman numerals and, and apply to those main characters. <laughs> yeah, that's like true. Seven or maybe ten or twelve. Yep. Yeah. Almost which 12. game would you like to pick hairs from? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that's not all, Joel. This one, the next thing is not really news. It, it, you could almost consider it sort of like a, a time for us to mourn. Yep. But uh, as of this week, in fact, on the 27th of July, uh, It's a Wonderful World came out in Japan, which for the rest of us was The World Ends With You. It's oh. 10 years old, Joel. No sequel. It's just taken a moment to, to mourn what could have been. Which is- it's just, it's such a good game. It is. It is like, it's such a good game. It felt like Square's Persona. And like, I yes. played this before I even played Persona and I loved yes. it. 
it, it oh, I I hadn't even really drawn those parallels until just then, and I'm like, you're 100% right. It is Square's persona. Yeah, like the RPG in sort of like a modern setting with like the, the soundtrack and... Yep. Oh. Heavy emphasis on like music and like friendships yeah. and things as well. Um, the fashion element is was cool. Oh, it's so cool. And a really and intriguing characters. story that I was hooked. I was hooked into it. I, I wanted to know yeah. how it ended. Yep, absolutely. And I'm, the greatest villain a video game has ever seen. Yeah. In the form of Pie Face. Pie Face. I cannot walk past a Pie Face store in Melbourne now without thinking about this game. Every time. He's, Every time I see Pie Face, I'm just like, <laughs> so Zeta Slow. So this, so Zeta Slow is... It, it comes up in my, in my, uh, my vocabulary a lot. And yep. just... He was such a good... I, I loved him. I loved his quotes. Yes. <sighs> it's, it's such a good game. Okay, so here's the thing. Persona 5's been a runaway success. I think I saw before, like, sold. It's shipped 1.8 million units. Yeah, 1.8, yeah. Pretty damn good for a niche JRPG. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and, like, a lot of people are jumping into it now and going, oh my god, I actually like this genre and this type, this type of game. I mean, that's what happened for me with, with 4 Golden. One hundred percent. I that was that was the game that made me go. Huh, maybe I do like JRPGs. I'm just gonna find the right ones. Um, but do you think we can only hope? I guess that Square Enix is looking at the success of that and going, huh, maybe we should do another World Ends with you. They've set it up because apparently at the end of Solo, Solo Remix, Remix, yeah. yeah. On the, the, the mobile version, there's a, there's a tease for another seven days or something. Yeah, new days, basically. A new seven days. Yeah. Uh, the last yeah. time that was actually mentioned was by Nomura in 2016, oh. where Nomura said that when it comes to The World Ends With You, its following is very big overseas. He goes on to state that many people, especially overseas, request that a sequel be made. Nomura adds that he, this is no easy task, but the possibility of a new entry isn't entirely ruled out. He wants to ensure that he will have the staff and team needed to deliver to deliver a product equal to the original game. So considering that Nomura is already buried under both Kingdom Hearts 3 and inevitably the Final Fantasy VII Remake, yep. don't hold your breath if you want a nope. sequel, because it's a ways off. And, and that's such a carbon copy like press release statement, mm-hmm. where they're just like, we, are, we would love to do it at some point, maybe, I don't know. Let, next question. Like, it's, yeah, I mean, it's such a what? cop-out answer. I would sort of believe it, because the thing about The world's and, World Ends With You that was so great as well is it was different. Like, combat was different. Setting yep. was different. And I, I imagine it must have been somewhat refreshing for some of those guys. I mean, on paper, like, I, I can't imagine, like, the, the meeting when they pitched the, the combat style, like, the combat scheme for... For the DS version, especially of of the World Ends with You, where it's like, all right, cool. So we've got the two screens. Like everyone's like, yep. So you're fighting on both at the same time. Okay. So you use the touchpad to control the bottom one, and you use the face buttons for the top one. And and we're doing this at the same time, right? Yep. Okay. But it works. It works. So it shouldn't work. You think about that. It's like, yeah, you're playing two screens at once and using two completely different control schemes to control them. But it works, and it works so well, and it's so satisfying to play. Oh, at first it was, was really so complicated, good. but once you got in, and like each character had their own system as well, which was fun. Yes, yeah, yeah, and the, the, it, it's and this is for for me like 
who doesn't do well with like overly complex things, especially in video games. I'm just like, oh, just let me do the thing, please. But this was it, it was frantic, but it was calculated and, and it was very, very well done. It, and it just worked. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. So sequel, please, guys, come on, yes. just do yes. it. Yes. Let me. Let me see more Grim Heaper. We got a bit of a cliffhanger with him at the end of the first game. Yes. I want him I... to shout more mathematical stuff at me, like when he would... What was, what was some of his best quotes? Like he had, obviously, Sozetta Slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would yell out factoring hectopascals or <laughs> uh, slabs of ham, celery, and horseradish, tons of asparagus, which is, of course, Sokotoa. <laughs> Foil, first outer, inner last... I love that guy. I love He's, that guy. Oh. More, more Grim Heaper. More show, please. He was great. I just, I just want. Can you just give me like a re-release of it? And there's not even anything Nintendo related, like new Nintendo related, that we can have two screens running. Like, uh, we have a DS Virtual Console, but it's trapped on the goddamn Wii U. Yeah. The Wii U. Goddamn it. <sighs> Just give it. Oh, I just want to play it. I just want to play it again. So, I'd play yeah. hell. I'm gonna. You know what? I wish I had the time to go. Maybe I will start playing it again. I can still <laughs> pick it up. I, I don't even. I. I. I think I own the. I can't remember if I bought it on the iOS or not. I have. But, a, I have a DS copy, thankfully. I don't think it worked. Yeah, I always look at it every time I go to, to um, Critical Hit. They always have a copy there, and I'm like, it works on 3DS, Joel. Oh, Clarence, why'd you tell me that? Because everyone needs to, everyone needs to That's play the world. You are so That's good. Oh, or go boys. and look up uh, Twister. Any number of remixes from the soundtrack. Just t- Google Twister. The word ones of you. Listen to each different version. I love that song. Yeah. I, yep. No, I did buy it. I think I own it on iOS, but I'll have to probably repurchase it on Android just because I. I sh- you know I shouldn't be rewarding Square Enix for still selling that game on mobile for like twenty seven dollars. That's true, yeah. but I'm going to. I think I bought it when it was on. I think the one time it was on sale, and I bought it for like I think no. fifteen dollars on, on iOS. Sale. Like I bought it the day it came out, just because I'm like, yeah. no Square. Look, I love Twiwi. Just give me a sequel, you assholes. Just do it. Um, I kind of redownloading it right now. I'm, I'm gonna like it. probably buy it on my phone. Oh, Even God. though it's not the same, like because obviously it's all on one screen, your teammates more of a temporary thing you attack with. Yeah, it's, it's just worth it, it to be in that world again and hear that music. And that's true. As I love Twilly. The world, the world ends with you, is criminally underrated and oh, especially absolutely. by Square Enix. And I just want a sequel. Ten years. Ten we years all old. do. We all do. Ten years. Fuck, that's crazy. Oh boy. But that's the end of our news for the week. Ending on a, on a melancholy topic there. Yeah. Uh, so we got some questions. First up from the wonderful Sean Kirkpatrick, who you can find at Shawnee Boy Draws on Instagram. He's drawing some amazing stuff. Um, it's he's he's great. He's just a great person in general. I have a lot of a lot of a lot of time in the world with Sean. Um, also known as Tuck, I would tack our 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 bard. I think. In our D and D group, which is, he gets into some hijinks. He's great, but Sean asked us this week, "What existing game would be awesome with a multiplayer option?" <laughs> I didn't even draw the parallels between that, technically that last story and this yeah. question. <laughs> Final Fantasy Fifteen is definitely something. But when I was playing it, I could I could only think 
just to be fun with some friends. Just like yeah, getting in a car together, going on a road trip, and just fighting some monsters. Yep. Um, there was a story this week that there's modders that are trying to incorporate a co-op mode into Breath of the Wild. I saw that. That's mm. interesting. Which would be very interesting. I mean, the whole point of that that game is that is the whole isolation element, I guess. But it wouldn't be awful with an extra person in there. Well, just imagine some of the, the hijinks you could get up to with the physics in that game. Yeah, like, and like, add like an extra 10 like uh, shrines to do that are only possible with two people. Well, I'm more thinking about just launching people around the world on like platforms that you could freeze with a time freezer and then smack it and launch them away. Like That's true. I'm thinking yeah. about being stupid, but of course like extra shrines could be fun as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you you got to do dumb stuff in there as well. Um... What else am I trying to think of? I mean, sometimes I, I can provide examples where it doesn't doesn't always work. Uh, yep. Like when they added split screen deathmatch multiplayer to Metroid Prime Two, wasn't yeah. a great choice. But I have, I know people didn't like Federation Force, but I like the idea of what it is. Yeah, it's true. I I, I mean, I enjoyed Metroid Prime Hunters. Hunters was fun. I played a lot a of Hunters game. multiplayer yeah. mode. Yeah, we we played a lot of that back in the day. We had, a, had, we had voice a chat, Joel. It <laughs> don't even, Clara. But it did. It did. <laughs> it did. And it shocks it me. Did. It DS. did. The fucking DS had voice chat. God damn it! It makes me mad. How do we go backwards? You 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 be Nintendo. That's how. True. Good point. You but fucking. Well, it's like one step forward, eighty four steps back. I guess the other sort of game I'd like to see have multiplayer, and this one's tricky because we already sort of have it, but because of how you have to balance it for multiple players, it sort of ruins it. But a Platinum Games sort of game? Ah, uh, yeah. But then you get like TMNT where you have all that cool combat and the combo stuff, but to, I guess to balance it for multiple people, the bosses have too much health, but, and it's become like slog fests. But Kyron, Scalebound. Don't you? Scalebound. That the was, multiplayer that was... in that game also looked bad for the same reason. Well, that's true. It did. It looked very bad. I, I think, yeah, Platinum are good at making... I, I just don't think, yeah, it It would be great in theory and in, in your mind, you're like, I'd love to team up with, like, a mate and just... Bayonetta 2 had something like that. It did, too. It had, like, the Witch Trials or whatever they yeah, were called. Yeah, something like that. I never did it, though. Yeah, the Climax trials or something like that it was some weird name but yeah we were always we always said we were like we should go and try those when i was playing it recently and we we never did um there's always time joel my wii u was not completely packed up (laughs) no no mine's there it's the hdmi cable is being used by the switch now so i literally took out the hdmi cable of my wii u and plugged it in my switch dock unit it makes sense like if i used every hdmi cable from all of my consoles that's too many hdmi cables Oh, of course, yeah. I've got fucking HDMI cables coming out the wazoo around yeah. this place, but um, I'm trying to think of another good example. It's tough because like a lot of single-player games that could have multiplayer added to them have had multiplayer added to them. Yeah, for better or worse. But yeah, I mean, like, Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Like Mass Effect 3, the multiplayer mode is great. Yeah, great. It's but really Dragon good. Age Inquisition, it didn't translate so well. Didn't feel very well. Yeah, no, it didn't feel good. Um... I mean, even things like Shovel Knight and stuff like that now have, have multiplayer modes as yeah. well. and that, that's oh, fun. Oh, Karen, I got it. Uh, Metro Prime. Multiplayer. I hate you. 
It's co-op mode. Co-op mode? What's what's better than what's better than uh than one set of isolation? Two lots of isolation. Doubling down on the isolation. Joel. How That's, how would that work? It it wouldn't. That's why I'm, Okay, I'm you're clearly, being sarcastic? I'm clearly being I'm clearly being an asshole I, here. Uh, <laughs> you jerk. Remember the last uh, time Samus had people on her journey with her? It was Metroid of M and it didn't go so well. Oh god, no it didn't. Oh. Um what about we're never going to get one but Star Fox yeah well I mean I, mean, I would be okay with it if you got to be like like the wingmen like being Falco yeah. or someone who draws the short straw can be slippy yeah just hang back and just like tell Getting everyone shot to use bombs <laughs> use bombs wisely um there needs to be a yeah. button for like call outs like help me <laughs> yeah you can just you mash just- that you try and control the ship, and it just doesn't work. It's like the, the the controls are like inverted, so like left is right, right is left, and you're just like uh. fucking dicking about the place. Um, I mean, I, I guess we got like a multiplayer mode with uh the Star Fox. Even Star Fox sixty four had like a, a multiplayer thing. I think you could do dog fights. Yeah, well, the three D the sorry the DS one had it as yeah, well. Yeah, it did. Um, which I remember we played a lot of that too. That was fun. Um, but yeah, I know. Heck, even Zelda has a multiplayer game now. Like, it's it's funny because so many games where you're like, oh, I wonder what multiplayer would be like. Oh, like multiplayer. that's what it would be like. <laughs> They've got multiple. Zelda's got multiple games. There's like you know Triforce Heroes. There's Four uh, Swords. Mini, yeah, Four Swords. That's the one I was trying to think of. Um, yeah. So like they've they've tried it in various iterations. Oh, no, you can still do it in that. Never mind. I was gonna say Animal Crossing, but I'm an idiot. Um, being what about able to something, like, what about something like Doom? Ooh, just teaming up with a mate and just shredding demons. Yeah, imagine like some of the cool, like the opportunities for like double glory kills or something. Oh, like that. like combo door glory kills. That'd be fucking cool. Actually, that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. Or even like like Wolfenstein. You could have a lot of different strategies there with um, like trying to. You know, be sneaky. It's like one person's trying to sneak around, be a distraction while the other person gets behind, and that'd be fun. Or even if I just sucked it up and made Uncharted co-op. Yep. I like, don't know, like a lot of those sort of games, and I, I, I know I'm leaning a lot more to co-op, but I just, I love co-op adventures. Yeah, I think it's, I, I, because co-ops, it's starting to make a comeback now, especially couch co-op. It's there's been a lot of a. Uh, focus on couch co-op with with uh particularly indie games and things like that i mean like a yeah. way out is designed for couch co-op yeah um, so yeah i i think it's good to see more experience i love the fact that borderlands uh, 2 and pre-sequel are like split screen you can play four player split screen and it runs fairly well because i played i played with my wife for quite a bit um man i've lost my copy of that that makes me sad i need to get that back probably just pick it up for like two dollars just get the handsome days. collection that's uh, that's why i had the handsome oh, i had okay. the handsome Jack collection and i i think i lent it to someone in bendigo and i never got it back i had mine but i think i traded it in it wasn't it was it was someone that i used to work with i can't be bothered contacting you about it and i could just get it for like 15 dollars. it's super cheap it's so worth it but yeah but yeah i think you're right like the the, the co-op side of things i think is more appealing especially to us because like 
the amount of times that we've had so much fun playing co-op stuff like i mean like destiny gta online overwatch um what else have we even what we played of like metroid prime federation force that was yeah exactly that was fun i really enjoyed that game um it's not yeah it's not amazing it's it's fun it's fun the ideas that were presented there were done reasonably well um gameplay mechanic wise storyline wise maybe not more games need to actually go back and i mean i'm sure there's probably a fair amount that do but when if i think of multiplayer i think of the really cool mode that perfect dark had okay i think it was counter operative where you basically one person played as you know joanna dark the hero and then the other player was like a random henchman and like when you got killed you respawned as a new henchman oh that's awesome i didn't know about that didn't you oh man i used to play I played Perfect Dark a lot by myself against the bots, so that's why I didn't know oh, about John. that. Yeah, I was a loner kid. Um, <laughs> had to have the RAM pack to do that mode. Yeah, yeah I had that. I, oh, good. I you, were, you were a real 64 player then. I, the Nintendo 64 that I had borrowed off a friend for about a year and a half did. I never had my own one until the one that I bought at a garage sale like three years ago. And now I own one that I've used like twice. But it's more so for collective purposes now. It's over there, I can see it. But yeah, that, that'd that be cool. Like, I think a lot of people are doing lots of interesting things with like multiplayer modes now. Um, I mean, a lot of people, I never really played it, but a lot of people love the um, Spies vs. Mercs from um, Splinter Cell. Apparently it's always been a really popular style of gameplay or game mode for multiplayer. Yeah. Um, and even the Splinter Cell games, was it the third one or fourth one that had like co-op? Op, uh, co-op ops co-op op, op, ops oh the oh the one I think it's the one that I played a bit of I thought I, I sort of locked up them for a second and I sort of like got hooked on something <laughs> then the, op, uh, the co-op op. the one that came out on PS3 was it yeah I think it, it's I think I played one one of the Splinter Cells that did have a lot of like it wasn't know, Double Agent that was the one that I played a bit of I'm pretty sure I can't remember its name, but I think I think you're right. I so think there was one that came that. out on PS3 and 360, and it had, like, full co-op. I think I played it with my housemate a lot. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, it that was, was... that was pretty good as well. Yeah, so I think... I think, yeah, people are realising that, that the multiplayer is important, and you can do different things instead of just throwing in a deathmatch or capture the point or whatever or mode, mode and just sort of shoehorning it in there. I feel like we haven't really answered the question, but... I guess my answer is the games I want to have multiplayer have since had it added to them. Yeah. So I guess a new game is what I would say. <laughs> I'd like to flip it on its head and say I would like some P- more PvE stuff for Overwatch. So That's fair. Like a, like a, that, could still a, be, that could still be co-op. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it's, it, it didn't say single-player game. It just said what existing game. Yeah, all right, done. You cheated, but I'll, I'll, I'm going to allow this. We had plenty of other ones in there. It was fine. Anyway, thank you, Sean, for your question. That was wonderful. It was a good little discussion. And to round out the episode this week, we've got a question from our very good friend, Brod, uh, who asks us, next week I am heading to Japan where arcades are still king. What are your favorite arcade games? I love arcades. I miss arcades. I think it's probably the more appropriate term to use. I miss what arcades used to be. Um, but yeah, I oh, the obvious answer for me is DDR. 
I, I love DDR. I can confirm that you do love DDR. I do love it. I'm not amazingly, I'm not very good at it, uh, but I like playing it. Um, and there's something about it. I, I like the music and like being able to jump around and have fun. And it, I, it's from a very young age. It, it, uh, it always sort of clicked with me and that's what my love with rhythm games came. Um, I do like Bishy Bashy. If I had to pick anything from an arcade I've played recently, Bishy Bashy would have been my answer. Bishy Bashy was the best. That is so good. The, the, the arcade that's at the shopping center that's right near my house where I work at has a uh, Bishy Bashy arcade cabinet and it's fucking so much fun to play. It's weird Japanese Mario Party and it's so much it's fun. It's insanely bizarre. Yeah. But I, yeah, what I played of it was incredible and in, and scary and loud and fun. <laughs> It's so loud. Like you put, it's it, the, the the cabinet is really quiet, and then you scan your card, and it takes your money, and then it just goes, and it's like it's turned on. Like, well, um, all right, all right, just calm well, down. Well, we're, we're, we're gonna fucking play some bishy bashy. Um, <laughs> bishy let's, bashy. let's let's do it. Uh, my other my other favorite one from recent that I've played probably in the last year is the um, Star Wars arcade. It's pretty cool that you actually get to sit in there and like. It's like kind of immersive, like sitting in there and being using the 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 thruster controls and the joystick to fly around, um, and sort of shoot stuff out of the air and do like the uh, like the battle on Hoth and uh, like the trench run and all that sort of thing. It's that was really fun to play. Um, I'm excited to go when for when I go to Japan for um, just to watch people in arcades. And just watch how good well, people are at rhythm games. I mean, here's the thing: Japan, especially for arcades, Japan is a whole different beast. Like, yeah. I'm not crazy about arcades over here, but if I like Japan, like, yes, please. A game where I, about flipping tables, yes, I'm in. Sign me oh up. god, yeah. Oh man, I got, I'm in. You just reminded me of that. I need to find that game when I you go do. over there. I fucking need to find that game. Um, yeah, no, I think that the, the state of arcades in Australia are sort of or even in the Western market in general, are more so you have a couple of pinball machines, you have a time crisis, you have a Daytona, and then you have... Never undersell Daytona. Oh, I'm not underselling Daytona. I'm just saying that they're there. They're stalwarts. They are, are, you know, evergreens of the arcade. But, you know, there's... um, Mainly filled nowadays with, like, Ticket Redemption prize games, which are just... They're borderline gambling. They're like sideshow carnival games. Um, I, having said that, I do get addicted to the beer pong one because I just like playing it. Um, I don't know why. I just like throwing the balls into the cups. It's fun. Um, but yeah, like and like claw games and all that sort of stuff. And really, it's just it just doesn't feel the same. Um, I remember like going to like the Crown galactic circus it was back then like the first time i went there and i was like oh my god look at all these games and this and this that and there's like this big like like 4d roller coaster experience thing and now i'm just like okay cool um i did play a luigi's mansion one at crown casino recently they had a luigi's mansion like sit-in cabinet they actually sat in and you the, the guns were were the vacuums. You I tell you like, what, it's pretty cool. I tell you how you get, you get me to play an arcade game. Yep. You get on the haunted Nintendo. <laughs> yep. Yep. I you tell them, hey, 
I've got an idea for a new light gun game. Yep. And uh, the controller is Samus's gun arm, her cannon, oh. her hand oh. cannon, and it's just that, and it's just a Metroid one, and I'll I'll, I'll play it. I'll I'll then get the arcade machine and take it home with me. Yep. And keep it forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, fair enough. You could also double down on that and have like a weird Mega Man one, same technology with a. Yeah, I feel like Mega Man's more about the jumping and the shooting. That's true. Oh, man, jump have sensors man. though. You could like, yeah, yeah jump or shoot, man. Jump you could like jump man. and stuff. Because I, I remember there was a game I used to play at, at the cinemas. Um, it was like a, a just a basic light gun game, but it had like um, motion sensors in it, so you actually had to like hide behind cover and stuff. So you actually had to move around and like dodge fire and or, like dodge bullets and things. That was fun. Was I remember really the. Cool. Uh the worst arcade game I played and it was the Silent Hill gun game <laughs> I think it was in the Gold Coast wasn't it for EB Expo yeah it might have been it was not good it was not good it's uh yeah not good no it so I was thinking about this question today when when it came through especially in relation to Japan because I know that there is one that that is Brod is going to and I'm planning on going to because I'm going to quiz him about it when he gets back um VR arcades uh, sort of up and coming. There was even a few around in Melbourne. Uh, a couple of them are shut down now, but even things like Zero Latency, I know it's not quite an arcade, but it's um, kind of similar, I guess. But like the rise and having those VR experiences and sort of going, yeah, okay. Like I think the, the one, the VR zone, which is the one that's in Shinjuku, which is the one I'm planning on going to, um, they, it's like, I think Brod said it was like 50 bucks and you get like four experiences that you get to pick from. And they've got stuff there, like they've got Mario Kart VR now, which just recently added. Um, they've got a Dragon Ball Z one where you actually, I was reading about this today, Karen. So you, 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 you train with Goku to learn how to do a Kamehameha. Yeah. And then you can buy VR Senzu beans when you have a fight. So if you get injured badly enough, you eat them and you regain health or something. I don't know how it works. It just says something about eating VR Zenzu beans, and I was like... But Goku's a chump. I, <laughs> I, he's a he, chump. As someone who's up to date in Dragon Ball Super, <laughs> Goku was a chump. <laughs> it's, you know, okay, that's fair. But you, he's the poster You're ignoring the important one. He's, yes, okay, I'm getting to it. There's a there's a cool Gundam one as well. There was like yeah. a, a horror ex, like horror escape room one, which yeah. I was like, no, thank you. Um, and there, yeah, there is an Evangelion. Heck uh, yeah, there's an Evangelion one. one where you actually get to pilot an Eva. Get um, in the robot Shinji. Just get in yeah. it. That's Just get in the robot. I think I'm gonna do it because I think it's oh, of the experiences the robot, there. Uh, I think of the experiences of those ones. That's the one of. That and Dragon Ball, the other ones that I'm sort of more familiar with. So I'm probably going to do because I think I don't think Ash is going to do any because she gets really bad motion sickness. So um, I'm going to I'm going to do Mario Kart. I want to do I want to do Dragon Ball. I want to do Evangelion, and I'm thinking maybe Gundam. Let me know sure. which angel you fight in Evangelion. Yeah, I read a little bit about it, so I can't remember. What, there's a, there's a whole write up on it. You can go to the website. No, and, I want to hear it from your mouth when you get back. I want you to tell me which angel you all right. fought. All right, all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna quiz Brod about it when he gets back. But I think that's a that's probably the way that a good way to sort of revive arcades. It's a little bit more pricey, but I guess the the more we go along, the more accessible that technology is going to be. So, 
uh, and, and more readily available. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's, a, that's a good way to revive arcades, getting people I mean, to might not be able to afford like a, a Vive at home and a monster rig to run it. So just yeah. get, get me that Metroid one, Metroid <laughs> VR arcade game. Just do it. VR yeah, headset can be like a Samus helmet. It's got, Come so on. it's got VR now. You've upgraded. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We're, we're, right. we're going to keep going, Joel. We're going to keep okay, on building cool. this thing. It's just, you just, you just live. I, I could just imagine just like you, your, your version of like the Oasis from Ready Player One. It's just you being Samus. <laughs> it's just being on Talon 4 on the other It's like, yeah. You're just Scott like, I live here. Look at the rain on the visor. It's amazing. This yeah. is a GameCube game. Oh, I can see my reflection in the. Oh, oh wow. That's cool. It always freaks me out every now and then, like when yeah, I was playing does. that game. You just well, especially, say, oh, because his eyes are lame. Especially in corruption, as you get more corrupt, and you're like, whoa, what's going on here? That's yeah, good. yeah. But uh, yeah, I hope that successfully answers your question. Yeah, DDR is probably the main one for me, I think. DDR, anything racing-related. Bishy Bushy is great. If you can find a Bishy Bushy cabinet, play it. It's the best. Um, if you do it at high point and win that Samus light suit first four figures statue, give it to me. <laughs> yeah, you don't win tickets for Bishy Bashy though. Well, then it's not worth it. Forget Bishy Bashy. Hey, hey, I'll get I'll get on the beer pong then for you. I'll get on the beer pong one for you. All right. I'll talk um, to you in approximately two years. <laughs> yeah, and, and like six thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. later, yeah. when it would have just been cheaper to pay like that eight hundred dollars for a statue. Yeah, like just shell out for it then. <laughs> oh boy! All right, Karen. I reckon that's uh that's a pretty good ending point there. Sounds Thank you, bro, for your me, question. Sure. Yes. Have fun in Japan. Yes. Do have fun in Japan. I mean, you don't you don't need to tell someone that. They're going to. Yeah, he's going to have fun, yeah. I just can't wait to hear all about it when you get back. Uh, anyway, that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you for listening, guys. Uh, we do appreciate it. If you would like to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us on Facebook by searching Dialogue Options. You can follow us on Twitter, at Dialogue Options can shoot us a little email over to dialogueoptions at gmail.com uh, also if you listen to us on your podcast app of choice or itunes store drop us a little review it helps like heaps yep. uh, as for our individual accounts you can find me at X on twitter where i'm tweeting like honestly joel are we honest with you i've been doing i've been thinking nothing but game of thrones all week <laughs> Yeah, no, it's that's fair. I mean, that's where my it, head's at right now. Just Game of Thrones has been happening, and uh, episode two was pretty fucking good. <laughs> it was episode three is it? If okay, so it like come next Monday, everyone who's listening and watches also watches Game of Thrones. If you see uh, the intro and High Garden is featured, <laughs> just think of me. Think of your main Chiron because it's it's gonna be bad. <laughs> It's not going to be. We're not, we're not going to High Garden for good reasons. It's going to be bad. And I just want you to all just take a moment to think of me being crushed. Uh, yep. But also just also just randomly shouting Metroid on Twitter, you know, posting yep. gifts of Metroid. Mm-hmm. That's that's me. And uh, where yep. can they find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where uh, I've been, uh, you know, just tweeting about how much I love uh, Stephen Subtick and Sugar Pine 7. We just you the Let's at, Play you family. added me about Nier Automata. <laughs> oh, I did that as well. I uh, also retweeted 
Uh, a pretty funny picture. Actually, that was from a while ago. No, that was about a year, a week ago. It was just like a whole bunch of people protesting, saying homosexuality is sin, return to Jesus. And there's just a guy dressed as Jesus in front of him with a sign, a rainbow sign that just says, I'm cool with it. <laughs> I was like, that's great. It's great. Nice. And he's just like smiling. He's like, no yeah. problems here. Yeah, nice and fun. But yeah, that's where you can find me at Jolly Mac, just randomly retweeting stupid shit and <laughs> trying to talk to people that I follow on Twitter. You should definitely do it more often. It's a fun place. I do. I have been doing it a little bit more. I'm proud of you. I'm trying to do my crunches. It's fun. <laughs> I'm trying to do my crunches. Your Twitter you. crunches. Thank you, Kyle Bossman. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. Uh, well, what our wonderful theme song by Azure Flux, Strike Witches Get Bitches, take us out. Yes. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. <laughs>